Hey there, Music Row Hideout. Just a quick public service announcement from your friendly neighborhood co-host, Ryan Poole. Um, the episode you are about to hear was recorded in the distant past. That's right, October 1st, 2018, which is officially the distant past, according to science. Now, in this episode, I'm going to detail my elaborate travel schedule and the reason why we haven't been putting out regular episodes. And we're also going to make some promises to you about when we'll be back. All of those promises were lies. That being said, here's the real truth. We're back now. So here's this episode. We've had it sitting in the cans, kind of just waiting around to when we could actually get back so we didn't give you like all these weird gaps. We just gave you one long, ridiculous gap, just long enough for you to forget that this podcast ever existed. And now here we are. We're back again. So you should have regular episodes every week from here on out. We're going to start recording them again starting this upcoming Friday, as soon as Jury gets back from the mythical land of San Diego, where he is uh, currently Thanksgivinging. Is that a that's an adjective, a verb now? Thanksgivinging. So anyway, when Jury gets back from Thanksgivinging, then we will. Uh, get back to podcasting. So we'll see you this upcoming Friday, but for now, enjoy this episode and just know everything having to do with dates, times, and stuff like that is a lie, a total lie, just an absolute bloody lie. So hope you enjoy, talk to you guys soon, and looking forward to announcing great new guests coming your way. This has been Ryan. Hey guys, what is going on? It's Obadiah, and today we are back with another episode of Musical Hideout, the show where we hang out with local Nashville musicians, hang out. Have a drink in Waylon Jennings' old basement studio. And today we are here with co-host Ryan Poole, and I'll pass to Ryan to introduce the guests. All right. Well, today to my double left is... <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> well, that's not true. If you're watching the stream, you can see there is, in fact, two six-packs of nut brown ale. Two beer to the double left. <laughs> Hey, so, Liz, hey, Floppy. So, Nut Brown Ale, how did you first get involved in musics? Ooh, your phone's getting a ring. Maybe that's our you pizza. You want to answer it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the beer's response? The, the beer's response, again? yeah. Oh, hold on. Hello? <laughs> He's gross. We also ordered okay, a pizza. Uh, you're entertaining people. <laughs> I'm entertaining the people, so here's the deal. Here's what went down. Uh, we're going to have a guy on the show. We'll just call him Joel. <laughs> and Joel no-showed us. He stood us up like a bad date. <laughs> he didn't even tell us he was going to cancel. He just didn't show. And so we were like, oh my gosh, who can we get on? So we were like, Benjamin McAnelly. That guy was awesome. Text him. And he was like, I can't. Uh, so we text Ryan Steele, obviously. And he hasn't responded yet. Then we hit up Leah Lowrance. Uh, Ryan's manager, and she couldn't. So we're like, you know what? Who needs them? We're going live. We got beer. Pizza. We got pizza. We are uh, interesting enough people. But also, I don't know where Ryan's running off to, but <clears throat> Ryan does music. I do a little bit of music. We'll, we'll, we'll throw something together, but also Ryan just went on a super cool... Uh, <laughs> Went on a super cool uh, trip and stuff. We're going to ask him about that. Um, it is 100% music related. And it's totally applicable to what we do. And so that is fine. So tonight I am the guest. The special guest. Surprise guest. I put surprise guest in the in the title. Good. 
<laughs> That's because we were literally texting people to see <laughs> yeah, who the surprise down. is gonna be. Oh, here's your phone. Thank you. Yeah. Well, did you already tell them that our person didn't show up? Yeah, I called him Joel. I didn't give the rest of the name, so they couldn't look him up. Well, that's not cool. Now we can't like have him on, or we're gonna be like, he's dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) One chance when we're big and famous, and he wants to come on the show. No, I dead to me. No, no magic here. (laughs) (laughs) Most that episode is off the line. Nobody's gonna remember. I say off the line. Anyways, so Ryan, are you still texting people like, please come show up to our show? I am. I'm texting a person I know who might. You never know. You never know. Did you try you try Nathan? I haven't tried Nathan. So he only lives about five minutes from here. That's true. So, but in the meantime, we're gonna talk about um the trip that Ryan just went on, the music involved, music worthy trip. Even though Ryan wasn't actually playing music, he was doing video work. That right? is correct. Really, that's it? Sorry, God, I'm texting. You're the worst guest ever. You didn't even ask a question. You just said, is that correct? Yeah, I alluded to offering a, you the chance to yes, respond. You don't, I'll just t- give you this little hint. With interviewing people, you ask them a yes, no question, you're not going to get what you want. Well, we don't interview people on the show. We casually hang out with them and have a drink in Waylon Jennings' old basement that's studio. That's part of my hanging out was wanting to just like give a one-word answer and eat my pizza. Some bullshit. Um, <laughs> you'll get to eat pizza. You have a guest. How are Liz and Floppy doing? That's a good question. Probably as about as good as they were yesterday. Which <laughs> is pretty good as far as I Liz know. Liz could legit just like run over here. She doesn't have a car. But, so what'd you do? Tell us a little about this trip. What were you doing? How'd this come about? Can you eat that pizza any faster? Mm. I can see you're panicking just mm. to eat the pizza before you have to answer mm-hmm. a question. Mm-hmm. Your feet feel broken. I don't know. I don't know what that means, Liz. Um, it's just so good. It's really good. Little ASMR pizza <laughs> eating. It's been so long since I've eaten. So, um, she's <laughs> <laughs> the whole box is my plate here. This is the whole pizza podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. We will make it through. <laughs> we won't. <laughs> I may, man, all by myself. I'm very hungry. Yeah, okay, so I have been, as they say, on the road. Again? Again. Actually, again. So, um, anyway, I'm friends with this guy. His name is Danny Goki. He is an artist. He was on American Idol about, I don't know, at this point, seven or eight Se- years ago or something. Like several. Or maybe even a little longer. I think but several covers it. He was on American Idol back when American Idol was like a big deal and. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wasn't like every one of our guests just randomly also had been on American Idol. The but anyway, is a difference. The voice, that's true. Um, but anyway, he did really well, and he made it to third place. It was the same year as Chris Allen and um, who's the guy who's a little weird, flamboyant. You are literally asking the wrong person. I've never. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, he like was famous for a minute. Um, anyway, so Danny was third place that year and then he got off American Idol and was like a country singer for a minute, but that career failed and he got dropped from his record deal, didn't do music for a while. And then he came back and got into the Christian music industry, which by the way, he would be a great artist to have on the show. Correct. He might be too famous for us, but you're good friends with him now. 
he uh, is too famous for us. But might be. I said might be. You can leave it at that. It's no, fine. he really is. <laughs> <laughs> like he, his record label would have <laughs> to approve. Yeah. And I don't think they would approve so of us. The CCM. <laughs> the CCM, Contemporary Christian Music the World. 40-year-old housewife and above. genre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, actually, his demographic, his best demographic is 25 to 54. I feel, like I, I feel like that's like eight demographics. He just compiled to include 25. That's so. several different demographics yeah. combined, yeah. But I will say... His, like, core people are, like, middle-aged ladies. Like, I'm talking 40 and up. Right, which has nothing to do with him. That's just standard. That's that industry That's genre. that whole genre's deal. But, um, anyway, he's, uh, Nathan can't make it. He's at school, so. <laughs> Tell him I'll give him a pass. <laughs> That's true. I work there. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so Danny has, he, he put out his first, Single into the Christian music industry. I don't know five years ago, and it went. It did really well. It went to number one. Are we allowed to play his music on the show? Yeah. Of course we are. It's totally legal and allowed. We play stuff all the time. Yeah, we're not going to do right this second because I want you to 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 say so. But so anyway, so that's kind of like background on Danny. I met him about four or five years ago because I did a video promoting his charity, and. um he liked it, so he called me back to do more videos, and then he liked those, and so on and so forth. So I've been doing little videos for Danny for a, quite a while now. Several years. <laughs> Read this. <laughs> Our guest said, shit, dude, I fell asleep after work. You still around? Which I called that shit like 45 minutes ago. It's like, I bet you when he tells you, he's going to be like, I fell asleep. Because that's everybody's excuse for being late. Should we yeah. still have him? Yeah, have him come on down. It's going to be a shorter show. Have him roll on, though. Have him come on down. And I and I'll, I'll not call him out on the podcast. Really? But I kind of want him to come down and be like, so uh, why do you not respect anyone else's time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why are you a shitty person? But, but he's actually pretty cool. So yeah, have him come on down. Whatever. In the meantime, we're going to talk about Danny's stuff. Yeah. Should I tell him a strict end at 9, or do you want to go a little later? Just tell him to come on down, and we'll figure it out. I might end a little later than 9, because we do have several beers to drink. We do have several. So, you're doing stuff with... uh, Yeah, so... You've been doing video for Danny for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He's going to bring a guitar, right? He knows that much? He's not that dumb, right? (laughs) I don't know. Musicians, man. Do we have to cut this part off the episode? No. We're not cutting (laughs) this off. Sorry, Joel. (laughs) I haven't met you yet, so I'm not yet sorry. You better be super cool, so I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Liz says he's going to watch this podcast and be like, wow. Um, Bill come on and play some music, which would be cool. Hopefully he's awesome. I mean, he's friends with Alexander Wren, and we love Alexander Wren on the show. That dude's rad. So... And uh, friends, is he friends with uh, last week's guest? Yeah, Pellerin? Will, Will Pellerin. Well, I almost said Matt Pellerin. I knew that was wrong, so I just went with Pellerin. Pellerin. <laughs> it's a name. Sounds like a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you, so you do the video. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, immune him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've been doing videos <clears throat> for him, and you, and he, you got an uh, invitation. To go on, he's going on tour. What's the, the deal? invitation makes it sound so formal? 
It was very yeah. formal. I got a, delivered by a squire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually uh, at my local chocolate factory, and inside of a bar, I found this golden ticket to come on Danny Gokey's tour. No, um, so uh, yeah, like two weeks ago, he called me up kind of last minute and asked if I could come film some of their rehearsals because they're working with like a really famous choreographer. Her name is Lori Ann Gibson. She has a company called Boomcack. And I guess she's famous. I don't know a lot about choreography, but I guess she's famous because she works on a show called The Four, which is maybe Fox or NBC. It's like another vocal competition show, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. it has its own twist on that. Gotcha, gotcha. And then now she has her own show on like Lifetime or Showtime or not Lifetime, Showtime, one of those that's about her choreography. And she's worked with a ton of famous people like Michael Jackson, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Rihanna, those kind of. Jay Z. This weekend she was out with Sean Puff Daddy Combs. I'm Puff sorry. Daddy. I mean Diddy. Diddy. Sean Puff Diddy Combs. P Diddy. What is he now? What is his name? <laughs> <laughs> I think you just were supposed to call him Diddy. Anyway, so she was on the road with him uh, this week. I saw on Instagram. She also periodically texts me and asks me for videos. It's an interesting world. <laughs> so they call. She Danny was working with her, and so he wanted. She like helped design the whole show. She was the creative director for this tour. Not the same Diddy. <laughs> Diddy. Oh. <laughs> so, um, I came at their rehearsal space when they're still here in Nashville before they went on the road to film them, and just to see what that was. They wanted to promote the tour, and then it was like two days before the tour left. And um, I was there, and everybody was asking me, like, oh, hey, are you coming on the road with us? Because, like, I know most of his band guys. And also, fun fact, mm-hmm. uh, our podcast guest, Benjamin McAnally, or McAnally. McAnally? No, McAnally. 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 Benjamin McAnally. Hey. got it right. Was... Uh, is also on this tour. He is the the mm. stage manager. And, he, and if you guys remember, he was from the episode. He was from the band Lines of the Sky. He was the bass player. He was super cool, and we loved him. So I randomly saw him at the practice, and he's like, "Dude, you going on the road with us?" And I was like, "No," <laughs> <laughs> but um, but then they called me like the day before the tour, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Hey, want to go out?" And so it was like a little inconvenient because like one day before, but um, I agreed to go out for four dates. So we went to Illinois, two in Illinois, and one in um, Minnesota, St. Paul um, area, and somewhere else. P- uh, oh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Right. And so we did those, and then I came back from that. Which, which some of you all may know from the show Supernatural. Yeah. I know Kevin watches it, so <laughs> at least one, one of you will. Oh, and Floppy. Floppy likes it, too. Um, anyway, now... When as soon as we got back from that, everybody's like, are you coming back out with us? And I'm like, I haven't been scheduled to come back out with you, but who knows at this point. Mm-hmm. And then like two days before they left again, they called me and said, can you come out for the next three weeks? So now I'm with the tour until they go to L.A. on October 16th. And so we go out for like a, uh, about five days at a time, mm-hmm. and then we come home for like two days, and then we go back out. And... It's cool. We're on we're on tour buses and driving around the country. Crisscrossing the country, you might say. Crisscrossing <laughs> the country, chasing down ghosts, ghouls, <laughs> demons, etc. It's very like the show Supernatural. So I'm gonna guess that most people who are watching or 
watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast um, have probably not been on the road. Have probably not gone on tour for anything. <laughs> the speed at which you're trying to devour that pizza, to this pizza before I can get the, the question out <laughs> is ridiculous. Um, Ask slower questions. <laughs> Lay off me. I'm starving. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Liz says save her some pizza. Jay. Mm. You're too far away, Liz. But so what is it like being on the road? What do you do? What's the actual process of the day? Well, you wake up and you're in a new city. And you get out of the tour bus. It's really it's really weird by the way. You wake up and they they always leave the bus on. The bu- the bus is on like the generator 100% of the time. It never turns off. And it's always keeping the air going because people are in and out of it all day. And it's like kind of your living space during the tour. So you wake up and there's a loud, like, you know, humming generator, which is comforting. There are... To remind you of your childhood when you (laughs) used to sleep with a humming generator. (laughs) It's just like, you know. (laughs) And um, so the bus is always kind of like vibrating slightly. And so... When you go to sleep, it's vibrating a lot because you're on the road. And then when you wake up, it's vibrating less, but it's still vibrating a little bit. And there's something about, like, at least for me, my equilibrium, where, like, it still feels like I'm – like, even now, I've got, like, that kind of, like, post-ship ship legs kind of seat sickness. Where I'm kind of – yeah, where I'm kind of, like, everything's moving a little bit for me. And so I wake up in the morning, and I don't know for a good while if we're still moving or not. And also there's no windows in the sleeping areas. So mm. I have no idea what time of day it is without looking at my phone. Sometimes I look at my phone and I don't believe it because it's so dark in the air in the room. Mm. It'll be like 9.30 or 10.30 and I'm like, nah, can't be. <laughs> and so like there's there's three compartments to the bus. No, four compartments. There's the driver's area. There is like this hangout section that has like your fridge, couch, um, table, all sorts of like normal RV kind of stuff. And then there's the sleeping area where there's bunks. There are 12 bunks on our bus. In each bus? Yeah. And there, how many buses were there? Three. Three, three buses. buses. That's a lot of bunks, I feel like, in a bus. Yeah, it is. Was You're it like three sardines. high? Three high. Like a ship? And like three or four long. Yeah, it was like a ship. Like just enough space for your body to exist. That's it. <laughs> wow. Um, and then there's like a back area with just got another lounge with like a TV, couches and crap. Sure. And the cool thing is, on not all the buses were like this, but our bus has these fancy like Star Trek doors, and the uh, <clears throat> you like press a button and then the door just like opens, and it like like it just slides open and it's completely one hundred percent silent. It's just so you can walk in and out of the sleeping quarters without bothering anybody. You just like press the button. It's like, which that doesn't sound very silent to me, Ryan. <laughs> I'm giving it a sound just for like effect. Okay. So so. I saw Ryan still just texting back. Oh, so what was the day like? Yeah, it's like what do you do? So you wake you wake up and you don't know where the hell you are and you get out and you're in a whole different environment. The weather's completely different than the last day because you're like five hundred miles away. It's a whole different vibe of a city. And then you get out, stumble around, there's no one around, you're like, where the hell am I supposed to be? But they because of that, they put they tape down to the sidewalk blue arrows that tell really? you where to go. 
That's nice. Yeah. Is that someone's whole job? Yes. Blue Arrow guy? Well, he does other... Nope, just Blue Arrow guy. Puts some arrows down, retires. (laughs) The end. So you get out of the bus, and then you follow the Blue Arrows, and they take you... Wait, does, like, like, Blue Arrows, like, one set of arrows for everybody? Or does each person have their own individual arrow... Track. Everyone's got their own arrow track. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> that choose insane. your own adventure. How do you know which track is yours? <laughs> no, there's one side of Blue Arrows for all. And they point you to the way of the venue. Sometimes the door is like right by the bus. Sometimes the door is quite far away from the bus. Eating pizza, sorry. So the blue lines point you to how to get to the venue and get inside like backstage. And then... Once you're inside, there are more blue arrows. Oh my! And the they blue sometimes are depart. Ridiculous. They sometimes depart into like they'll split into like two or three ways, and they'll be like caterings that way, dressing rooms are this way, and um, the stage is this way. Hmm. And then you follow it, and they'll take you all the way there. These are not part of the venue. This is part of the tour. The tour manager is the one who goes and lays those down. Uh huh. Right. So. I guess not every tour maybe necessarily has those arrows. But it was nice and convenient for you. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't get around without it. But it, it, it just helps you to, like, come to a like, brand new all? theater. Not Are at you all. you that inept of a person? Yeah, I'm terrible. <laughs> it just helps you, like, to come, be in a whole different city in a whole new venue and, like, at least find your way. Because the things you need, you need your catering, which is, like, which is awesome. They serve you breakfast, lunch, dinner every single night. They've always got coffee on, whatever. So you need your catering. And you need your um, dressing rooms because that's where the showers are. Mm-hmm. And then you need to get to the stage because everybody has some duty like out on the stage. So me in particular, I was filming. So what I'm doing is I'm going out and filming every show. And I'm also filming stuff throughout the day. Sometimes like Danny goes to a radio station and like does an interview and I like film that. Or like I film us going to a coffee shop or just whatever's you going know, on. Behind the scenes and on stage, all sorts of stuff. And then each week I make three promotional videos that they put out on Instagram and Facebook. So if you go on Danny Goki's Instagram right now, or the Facebook. videos that you made, or Facebook. Yeah, yeah like all the videos. Which is G-O-K-Y-E? G-O-K-E-Y. G-O-K-E-Y. Yeah. Danny. Danny. G-O-K-E-Y. Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, all the video, all the recent videos are me. And so I just, so I have to edit. So the challenging part of my day is figuring out like there's so much going on and and it's really fun because there's like, there's two buses of bands and then there's one bus of just crew. And so there's so much going on and so many people to hang out with. Like it's hard for me to figure out when I should be filming something versus when I should be editing. But I have to accomplish three videos a week, which is, I don't know. It's a lot. Each video takes me like eight to 10 hours to make Mm -hmm. a stupid one minute Instagram promo. And so, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's one of the part of the reason why we have kind of a super weird schedule. By part of the reason, I mean the entire reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, super weird schedule mm-hmm. for the show right now for this coming next couple weeks um, is because Ryan's going to continue to go on the road for him until the sixteenth. Until sixteenth of October. So what days are you going to be Three gone? Weeks. We actually don't know. We we booked a bunch of guests and then Ryan ruined it all by scheduling this. Yeah. So now we're trying to rebook everyone and figure out the days. Uh, but you're on mainly on the weekends, right? Like Wednesday through Monday. So we're probably going to do a couple Monday shows, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday shows. So you should be able to expect that coming up shortly. Sorry, one of my backup guests is just texting me. <laughs> they said they would... 
Oh. But they're playing a show, and then they That's right. Our original guest is on his way now. Maybe. Yeah. We can't really guarantee it until he comes through the door. As long as he doesn't fall asleep while he's driving. Yeah. That would be a <laughs> Sorry, bummer. Joe. you're going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We're only going to shit on you until you're here, and then only for a little bit longer. <laughs> Don't be so friendly. <laughs> Everybody will get to see Nashville fakeness in action. Oh, God. <laughs> I think that's the worst thing you could have said. Hey, partner. I'm just kidding. I'm going to say that. I'm gonna be like, hey, partner. Please don't say that. No, please say that. 100% say that. Look, if if he was really asleep, I get it. Can I do a second intro as he walks in the door? Yeah. <laughs> With crickets also. <laughs> so, now you're also working on a couple other projects, right? Yeah, I think so. You think so? You're not even sure. You got Carmen, who was, uh, I know some of you guys saw on the show. I know part of that episode was offline because we had, I mean, internet issues, but of course it's on the YouTube and everything always. Um, but you got that going on. Yeah. Carmen is currently, we're pre- preparing to help her kickstart an album. So it's just prep work, getting all the stuff in place. So that when you actually launch the Kickstarter, it's smooth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the goal is to record a full-length album with Carmen um, in the next few months. Okay. So that's something I'm doing. Um, I think everything else I'm doing is, like, random demos here. We have a lot of, like, random people coming into the studio and just... Right, you have, like, a whole Groupon thing going on, right? Demos. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's not a Groupon. It's my own version of a Groupon. It's like a little sale. You want to go to the... Jerry wants to go to the bathroom, so he's asking some question to get me off. I'm just going to eat pizza the whole time. Just crunching the pizza down. Anyway, anything going on in the chat? Hmm. Liz says, save me some pizza, Ryan. Jeez. I need some R music grow. I think Jerry said those things earlier. I will save you some pizza. Mm-hmm. Okay, ASMR. Mm. <laughs> so creepy. It's so weird. Anyway, so... So I've been out on that road life. I think it's really fun. So I go about my whole day just filming stuff, editing videos, hanging out. I'm also doing Danny Gookie's um, social media, his Instagram story. I'm like in charge of filming him and making funny little things, whatever, posting that. It's kind of addicting because if I post something from his social media, it'll get like 10,000 views. And then I go back to my social media and it gets like 50 views. And so I just want to like stay on logged into his account at all times where like posting something matters. It's really fun. So anyway, I kind of do all that stuff all day and then I hang out with the band and then after the, I go to the show, I watch the show, I get to see the show every night and I get to go wherever the hell I want. Like I go backstage and I go to the side of the stage and I'll just walk up to the front and sit right in the front row or I'll go up to the balcony Sometimes I go up to the catwalk if it's the kind of theater that has a catwalk, which is really cool and scary. Just in the dark. Doesn't wobble around a lot. Cat- it doesn't wobble. It just like but doesn't wobble, feels though. like you're going to die. Suspended 40 feet in the air. So I just go wherever the hell I want and film and get cool angles and like, you know, I don't know. You could like a, by the way, if you want to sneak into a show, I you do. should just carry around a camera. Because I get everywhere. No one questioned you ever. Not never. And now, I should have a pass. Are, a lot of guys knew you, right? Like, oh, all our guys know me, but like none of the security or venue people know me, and they're the ones who usually guard the doors. Huh. 
And they just let me pass right by because I got the camera, so they figure I'm with the tour. And like two times somebody asked me if I was with the tour, and I said yes, and they let me through. Huh. But like I never got a pass. I should get a pass. Other people have a pass. Sometimes I see Danny wearing a pass. I never wear a pass. I just have the camera on a tripod at all times, and I just look important, and like everybody lets me through wherever I want to go. Huh. We should try that. Yeah, we should make a video series of us getting into shit free by using this. This, it would 100% this one work. simple trick will get you into all shows free. <laughs> click here to find out more. <laughs> then we should have a clickbait ad, and that makes us all of our real money. Right. Then we just start buying tickets to shows <laughs> with ultimate irony. <laughs> <laughs> Until enough people catch on, and everyone's trying to sneak into shows, and then you have to have a pass. Now all of a sudden, camera people get double questioned. Right. This is racist against camera people at that point. God, we've ruined the world. <clears throat> Already, before we even started. So I go to the show, and then after the show, I go back to the bus. By this point in the day, I have learned how to get around the theater just in time to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> we load up. There's usually time after the show to take a shower. And um, and then we go to the bus, and at 12.30 each night, we leave, and and drive to the next place. And I'm usually up for a few more hours editing and hanging out. I have a couple um, drinks on the bus or some, you know, snacks or whatever. And then we go to the next city. And the craziest thing to me about touring with the tour bus is it doesn't feel like you're really traveling. It's just like you're hanging out in this living room style environment. And like, you just hang out till you're ready to go to bed. Then you go to bed and you wake up and suddenly you're in this whole new city. And it was like, like teleportation. Like teleportation. Exactly. <laughs> that look on your face. So yeah, so it was uh it was it's a fun experience. And like each night I get in front of new people. And after the show I always go out and I do like interviews because we're like making little interview testimonial videos. So I go out with a mic and interview different people in the crowd. I'm just like, what do you think of the show? What do you think of the show? And it's fun kind of meeting people and stuff. Liz says she saw this thing comparing people to bees. Uh-huh. <laughs> that if we act totally normal, don't make any indication that we don't belong, we can basically get in anywhere and do a lot of other questionable things. <laughs> like stealing. Like make honey? Like stealing. <laughs> like make honey. <laughs> Hell yeah. Which is weird because I actually just saw this thing about this guy who got a Walmart like uniform vest and put on the vest, walk up to a cash register and be like, hey, they want you in the back office. Finish helping that customer and then clear out the cash register and leave, and like robbed several WalMarts this way. Wow! Which totally goes to prove that you can get away with a lot of shit. Wow! Yeah. <clears throat> so, <laughs> wait, how is this like bees though? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You didn't go. You didn't come back to how that's like. Bees. I don't feel like we. Know, so we if you go, if you go, look, if you go, about bees and that they buzz around, <laughs> bees are gonna leave you the fuck alone. That's, that's what it means. They're not gonna sting you. They're gonna be friendly. Give you some honey. Lead you to the good flowers. I don't know. Some shit like that. Hmm. So is it that... Bees know when there's an intruder. Like an intruder bee? Are there bees like, know when there's an intruder in their hive? Or they don't know as long... Wait, so how are we like bees then? Or are we not we like, like bees? We're the opposite of bees. Yeah, we're like the opposite of bees. Name of the episode. <laughs> Hashtag opposite of bees. You know what? Joel could say any sort of funny shit he wants. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we're getting... It's... 
opposite of bees is still <laughs> the name of the episode. This is the least catchy. Regardless. It's <laughs> <laughs> not even a hashtag opposite of bees. <laughs> it's not a good name at all. No. Still, I'm defiantly making it the name. Oh, so she says we can figure out what, when someone doesn't belong based on behavior, so can bees. Okay. I guess. So as long as we have normal behavior. We're cool around bees. <laughs> the bees are chill. If, if you think about it, this is actually true with us and bees. If you think about it, if there's a bee buzzing around mm-hmm. and you're chill about it, they leave you alone. But as soon as you're like, fucking bee, then all of a sudden they want to get you. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Mm-hmm. You experience this? <laughs> yeah, I mean. The person who's like freaking out about the bees is like. It's true. Like when have you ever. Around. When have you in your whole life. You could think of a lot of times that you were just hanging out and bees were flying right right close to you and it was scary. Yeah. How many times can you think of and then it stung you? Mm. That never happened. Never. I've only ever been stung by a bee one time because I stepped on a bee. Same. Why is that the same? How is that the same? How does that happen twice? How often are bees on the ground? I only ever see them buzzing. But when they land, people step on them. Wow. Mm-hmm. Somebody's really look out for these bees. <laughs> you know what I used to do as a kid? I made bee kites. Okay. Do you need more explanation? <laughs> <laughs> I used to take Easter eggs and go up to like a flat bee on a flower, trap it like an Easter egg. Okay, that's very close to what I did. Okay. Very close. Um, that's right, Liz, bee kites. So what I would do is take a cup. Sure. That was my version of the Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Take your cup. Upgrade. And you, and a bee's here on the flower, right? And you, flop. Put the cup over top of the bee. So now it's stuck inside. You've created a seal. Why doesn't it fly off the bottom? Well, first off, <laughs> wait, like, because bees only float. <laughs> they only go up, <laughs> never down. <laughs> Scientific fact. Newton's third law. So um, they don't because you slide something under it, like Isn't a piece of paper of in the way? or a sippy cup. Like your whole theory's falling apart. Nah, I mean it's not a theory, man. I've done it a million times. It's really easy to do. Usually, I was doing it in like iceberg plant. So I mean, with iceberg. the iceberg, ice plant. Yeah, iceberg with ice, lettuce, ice yeah, plant. Yeah, ice plant. With the ice plant, you just like push down hard, and it'll like cut off some of the leaves. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Anyway, the point Capture is somehow you did it, and you got the bee into a cup. Now, here's where the kite part comes in. <laughs> I don't know how me and my friends figured this out. I feel like somebody showed us or told us, but like, how did they figure it out? They were also little tiny children. You know, in any case, you take your bee in a cup, you put it in the freezer. Sure. You leave it there for like 15, 20 minutes, so, which kid times was probably like seven minutes. Mm. And you pull it out, and now it has like hibernated. The bee <laughs> is like laying like, Frozen, legs up, ah, stiff, just at the bottom of the cup. And you can now pull the bee out. You could touch it. You could do whatever you want. It will not sting you. It doesn't react. It doesn't fly away. It is just, it looks dead. It literally looks dead. You take a string, you know, preferably maybe three feet long, and you tie the thread to one of its legs. And one of its legs? Yep, like around the body? To its legs. It's like you just ripped that shit off. Now maybe maybe we did body. I feel like it was a leg though, because I feel like I have the How experience you tied that of tiny, tiny, tiny leg. I, I feel that I have the experience of accidentally pulling too tight and ripping that leg off, and having to start on a different leg, 
which is the advantage You're of the a leg. Terrible person. If you do I'll, the leg, you've got multiple opportunities here. If you do the you body, body, you've got you one time, half. right? Yeah. Gotcha. In either case, you tie logistics. the string <laughs> around the bee, and then you take it outside into the sun and you let it thaw out. <laughs> And it takes like about a hair dryer. A, it takes a no, the sunlight will do it. It takes about a minute or so. The bee thaws out and it just starts with like a little like eh, like its leg jerks us a bit and then its other leg jerks a bit and then like it tries to jiggle its last leg but you ripped it off. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> wings like it starts like just like shaking awake, you know? And then at a certain point it like gets up and now it's setting it. And it starts walking around very slowly because it's still frozen. And also, it's one just, of its legs it's is tied. Fucked off. Yeah, it's fucked up. This bee is like, you know, it just came out of cryogenic freeze. Sure. And Which in, it, bee, in bee time, it's been there for like generations. <laughs> <laughs> it's waking up the year like eight eight thousand and seventy four. It looks, doesn't know what's going on. He looks out and doesn't recognize the world before him. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at his. Friend. He's like, Marcus, is that you? And he's like, Marcus was my great, 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 great grandfather. <laughs> he's been dead for 30 years. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the bee comes out. He finally starts walking around out of his freeze. And then uh, eventually he begins to attempt to fly. And it doesn't take much longer of the thawing process until he can fly. And that's where the bee kite kicks in. He says he tries to <laughs> fly power. away. You got a string on his ass. Why didn't he turn around and get and you? So, huh? Why didn't he turn around and sting you? Because if he does, you like flip that shit around and you do not let him sting you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest who has what? just arrived. I, I, think guess. Was, I think that was the end of the, the bee story. I don't know where else we can take it. <laughs> it's fun. You, you should fuck know. The bees, though. Hmm? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> what did you just say? Nothing. Anyway, so the bees... That was the natural next step. They, they, <laughs> they fly around, and, and then it's really fun, and, and it was great for an eight-year-old to do. And, and, and it doesn't sting you because they can't right, sting Liz, its call master. When it wakes up and it sees you there controlling it with a string, it believes you are its master. Liz said she's heard of people doing that same thing with flies. Ew, but what a gross creature. Flies are stupid. I just want to kill them instantly. Bees are a little cool. They're scary, but they're cool. They're yellow and black. Great color scheme. Should Flies, we, black only. Should we introduce the guest? Yes. I'm going to go get our guest. <laughs> you can just come in here. And I'm going to unmute his microphone. Because we muted him. Because he wasn't here. He's saying, I can hear him say he's so sorry in the background. We allow it. Hello. Hey, what's going on? I'm I'm less of a of a piece of shit as I'm currently. Right. What's going on? Hey, hey, jury. Good to see you guys. Doom. You got the beer. You found it. It was, it was at Kroger. It was really easy. What did you, you, uh, hey, not trying to make it hard. Did you? En- are you enjoying it? Yeah, well, I've been drinking yeah. this other beer most of the time. Yeah, we got. Well, we got plenty of. Oh, the you have uh, an opener right there. I just had my first one. I All definitely right. like it. I'm always a fan of that. I've had it before. It's good. Nut it's good. brown. Uh, yeah. I also have some pizza if you want any. I just, yeah, I grabbed a bite on the way out, man. Um, no worries. I'm all good. I'm all good. Thank More you. More pizza oh. from me. Well, shall we do a quick intro 
Oh, yeah. Gus is here. We're yeah. live on the internet. We're live. Oh, man. Camera's right there. Uh, hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> Just speaking profanities on the interwebs. It's all right. Yeah. Oh, we do it the whole time. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. I'm, I'm pretty sure I literally just asked Ryan if he fucks bees. Okay. <laughs> There's a backstory to it, but... I wasn't, I wasn't sure if this was, like, syndicated by That's Disney. That's what I thought you said. This was, like, a children's program. You know, you never, yeah. you never quite know mm-hmm. uh, with these kind of things. Mm. Yeah, it it is on Disney, but they bleep it all out. So oh, it's, okay. fine. it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> they just play like Justin Bieber lyrics over it. Yeah, <laughs> like, baby. Hey, <laughs> and if you if you have a good string of them, and then it goes, baby, baby, baby. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there it is. Wow, wow, well done. Well, let's give a uh, introduction. We're gonna we're gonna do it as if we never even started. We go, hey guys, what is going on? As Obadiah today, we are back with another episode of Music Girl Hideout, show where we hang out with local artists, have a drink in Waylon Jennings' old basement studio and talk about stuff and do music things. I'm going to pass it to Ryan, my co-host, for intro. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, today we are here. You just trying to do a me voice? <laughs> hey, everybody, we're back. <laughs> can't do a it's me, me voice. Obadiah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you sound like that. I hope not. Anyway, to my double left is our special guest, Joel Adam Russell. Hey, everybody. Joel is a musician. I from am. Texas? Yeah, yeah, born and raised. Plays. Did you not read the intro he sent you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. I've written just... all of this down. This is... <laughs> you literally asked for it, he sent it. Sufficiently covered material. You, you should probably do it. <laughs> I read it, but it was like a week ago, or like yeah. a few days ago. Uh, I've, I've been out on the road, and so I haven't done shit. I got back um, three hours ago, so I'm all messed up. But anyway, Joel plays music. Of, I would say, the folk variety from yeah, my experience, yeah, but what do you call it? Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of, uh, I call it like suburban folk, uh, su- <laughs> suburbicana, if you will. It's, it's the music of a guy that grew up in the suburbs but always hated it and longed for something a, a little little more gritty and and uh mm. so yeah i mean it doesn't it doesn't sound like hank williams because I, I didn't grow up like hank williams you know sure. uh uh and so yeah somewhere in there i would say if that's any kind of direction yeah i don't see well, why not yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah folk americana sure. you know let's use the buzzwords the, those, the buzzwords. Those, those work. americana yeah doom americana can we get you to play a song Right now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> right Dude, this we're, we're doing like the extra speedy mode. Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you show up late. <laughs> <laughs> you get thrown into the lion's den. No, no, um, no mercy. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Play a song. Your guitar even tune? We don't care. Uh-huh. <laughs> Play it out of tune, bitch. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. I wrote a song um. yesterday I'm thinking about. Uh, oh, cool. So. Uh, where did I even do it? Um, no, I'll move mics around for you. Um, if you want to move your chair in just a little bit, we'll get you closer all right. to the mic. There we go. Is this, does this get edited, or do we just go straight live? Dude, it's real. Okay. <laughs> so we might edit, like, he edits a tiny, tiny bit. I Only if it's something t- goes terribly wrong. So do we need to make the mic movement interesting? Man, crazy moving the mic. At this point, people are used to it. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's it's gotten real weird. Actually, the weirdest episode was probably uh, Alexander Wren. Oh, I I buy that. I I totally believe that. He His deep into the SpongeBob world. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Well, so, I mean, our normal episodes are like like two hours, a little longer. His right. was uh, five. Really? <laughs> yeah. Man, what a guy. Uh, I, that, I, I have to listen to that episode because most of my experiences with Alex Wren are him asking me questions. He's a very inquisitive individual. Mm-hmm. So he just will sit there and you'll you'll leave a conversation with him feeling just like the world just lifted off your shoulders. You got it all yeah. out. You you, really? you had a counseling session. Yeah. That. He's so positive and like You guys should be on his podcast. Dude, yeah. He, I would be on his he podcast. He doesn't have a podcast. I was gonna say, does he have one? Get him he didn't mention that. Gotta get that guy a podcast. I would love to be interviewed by Alex Rand. Hey y'all. <laughs> yeah. Hey y'all. That's fine. <laughs> you tell him your like deepest, darkest secret, and Alex would just be like, Hey y'all, that's cool though. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. <laughs> there's no there's no crosswords on an Alexander Rand podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what what is this song that you're going to be singing for us? Uh, so this song is uh, is called Rosemary May, uh, and uh, and so I wrote it yesterday. Uh, oh. The scenario that played out uh, is that I was at church. I go to church. It's a thing I do. And uh, I was sitting there, and I was very, very confident uh, for about an hour and a half that the girl sitting about 10 rows in front of me was my recent ex-girlfriend who, yeah. I, met, who I met at that church. And I was just in a full-on panic. I was having a panic <laughs> attack, and I like I was there with my friends, and I was like, "Guys, she's here! Like, I don't know what to do. Like, we haven't talked in two months. Like, this is uh, like more than I can handle right now." And uh, then everything wraps up as it as it generally does, and the girl stands up and turns around, and it is someone completely different. It's a totally different person uh, than who I thought it was, but very similar hair to give myself a little credit. Very similar <laughs> hair. Uh, but um, yeah, I went home and I was just kind of wrestling with the feelings, the uh, just the emotions of that things that I thought I had kind of you know moved past by you know not. You know, making sure I, I didn't see her on the internet or, you know, we don't live close to each other, you know, particularly close. So uh, I wasn't seeing her day to day. Um, but then, uh, yeah, thinking I saw her like brought up some some things that weren't resolved. And so uh, her name is not Rosemary May. Uh, I put her actual name in there, which is the same number of syllables and and rhymes similarly. Uh, and I realized if I if I ever played that song and just put her on blast like that probably wouldn't be the coolest thing you know i'm, I'm not sure. i'm not taylor, taylor swift, swift. yeah i'm not taylor <laughs> swift so um uh yeah so we're gonna call it rosemary may uh, and that'll just be my little uh secret uh for me you know uh we'll see if i can remember uh here's here here's how it goes just a moment ago I thought I saw the sweetest girl I ever walked out on that yellow hair Simply sitting there short lining through every bone My cheeks went flush what a rush my leg was bouncing like a mexican jumping bean when she turned 
yeah. Brother, I nearly dropped dead to my surprise. They were someone else's eyes. Rosemary, make what you do in day. Are you wondering like me what could have been? I'll be the first to say I've made my mistakes Not a moment with you was one of them Now maybe you'd say it's all your fault Boy, you were the one who called it off And you're not wrong But it wasn't some victory there was this worry inside That would not subside And I could not abide Dragging you along Now by the time I'm cute You'll have found someone more sure I've seen it all play out Since the night you left my door so I'm not asking for a thing now I'm just a dish rag trying to ring out Forgive me while I sing loud your name Rosemary, may what you do in today Are you wondering like me what could have been Not a moment with you is one of them Well, I hope you're painting in that room Where I sat in all of you And every brush stroke brings more joy than the last Oh, I hope your family's with you I love how they always filled you with laughter and rest Oh, may I not be a distraction More than some roadside attraction Or oh, waiting room magazine And if it's ever really Sitting in the yonder pew Pay no mind to the memory behind Rosemary, may what you do in today Are you wondering like me what could have been? I'll be the first to say Not a moment with you was one of them There you go. All nice. right. Kind of a draggy country song, you know, one of those kind of things. Okay. Fresh off the pressures. Yeah. Written just yesterday. Yeah. Mm. 
There so given go. that it was just written, I assume it's not going to be on your new album. Not on the new album, no. Uh, yeah, the new album is a list of 10 other songs that have been written over... <laughs> Grand Prairie? Uh, Grand Prairie is the name of the record. That's uh, that's the city I, I was born in, in, uh, in the Dallas area. Uh, lived there till I was about nine and then moved to another suburb uh, uh, till I was 19. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a great name for a city. Grand Prairie. Grand Prairie album, yeah. Grand Prairie, that sounds important Grand. and rustic. Yeah, yeah, it, it sounds amazing. Uh, it, it's not. Uh, <laughs> uh, Grand Prairie was, was um, it was just as mediocre as mediocre gets, you know. Uh, but to my folks growing up, man, like, that was, that was like Beverly Hills, you know, because they mm. came from, like, nothing my my mom's from rural uh arkansas my dad's from rural louisiana so mm-hmm. they like like rubbed every penny they had together and uh found their way to to the dallas area and that was their that was their castle and mm-hmm. uh, uh for all of my uh my uh dog in it uh it was a uh, it was a lovely lovely place to grow up and they they, they were um very generous and it was it was wonderful yeah that's so, awesome. so for those people who just heard the song and enjoyed it, where can people actually find you? Uh, so, uh, the songs are uh, going to be released on Spotify. There's a, a few tunes on Spotify right now. There's a few mm. tunes on iTunes uh, that people could purchase. YouTube has some stuff. Um, the record will release uh, mid this month. Okay, uh, is the plan. Uh, so, uh, assuming nothing goes horribly wrong, uh, it'll all be out on the internet, uh, uh, everywhere you can find music this month. And also, you've got a website, an Instagram, and a Facebook. Got it all. Got it all. Liz, can you post those links for us? Or Floppy, whoever gets there first. (laughs) Moderators. Thanks, Liz and Floppy. Floppy Dongus, that's correct. Floppy Dongus and Liz. (laughs) Doing the Lord's work. (laughs) Hey, could you beer me a beer? Yeah, of course. That's what we do here. There it is. Thank oh, you. you want this as well? And beer me the beer opener. <laughs> did you, for did, do you talk about the beer? Do you, I, I don't work yes. for them. Oh, shit. We, we really messed that. up. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are we even doing? We good have, now good we've thing been... I'm here to keep you guys intellectually honest. Yeah. <laughs> keep keep us. Mm-hmm. We I, I've been on the road, which is, to to be fair to you, we, we made you come up like four days earlier than you were originally scheduled. Okay, yeah, it's this is your fault. This, this is, is our <laughs> fault. We, because I, I got called onto the road kind of last minute, which we spent the first part of the podcast talking about. So <laughs> yeah, we got the. I was the guest. Okay, I did not good. like being in the hot seat. Good. So I have empathy. And um, the first thing we do on the podcast is he says his thing. And then <laughs> I, it sounds like I think that was a better impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go. No, this, yeah, and then I say who the guest is, and then you, as the guest, tell us what we're drinking tonight because we oh, drink an alcohol it. selected by you, and that's Got very it. important. So would you please, Joel Adam Russell, would you please tell the people what we are drinking tonight? So this is uh, the Nut Brown Ale by Blackstone Brewing Company here in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, and I uh, believe that to date it is my favorite beer that I that I know of. Uh, of, really? of all beer, of all, of all beer. The beer. I'm not saying it is the best sure, beer that exists, but it's just the one that when I drink it, it makes me very happy. 
uh, and uh, that never ceases to happen. Even right now, I'm drinking it, and I am uh, consistently happy with the previous experiences. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they, I guess they're buds with the folks I work for at the distillery, and uh, I work at a whiskey distillery. And, oh, uh, which one? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. That's mm-hmm. uh, also here in Nashville. Uh, we make something called Bellmead Bourbon. Um, and, uh, so we have events over there periodically and, uh, and so Blackstone would like give us like kind of a, a selection of beers that we could, you know, share for free, I guess, at these parties. And I tried through all of them in the, the nut brown ale, man. It was just always, yeah. Like, like there'd be like so many of the other selections and none of the nut brown. Cause I would just pound, pound through. They'd all be gone. It would be like, grab another beer. These so you're a big mine. beer drinker in general. I like beer. I do. Uh, usually, uh, to be honest with you, I drink Budweiser. That's kind of my go-to beer. Um, we've we've had another guest who was into that. Uh, that time we drank like a, was a thirty-six pack on the show. No, um, we drank, we did a twenty-four pack. It was only twenty-four. Wow, we sucked. Yeah, at this. we built a pyramid built to a completely pyramid cover. Oh wow, man! Yeah. Um, was that last episode? That was two ago. Two episodes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so if I'm if I'm at a bar and I'm trying to get something quick and I'm not mm-hmm. trying to cause a fuss. I'm going to ask for a Budweiser because everybody's got it. Sure. And it tastes fine. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's, that, that works for me. Getting it fast is, is my goal. Um, I never really got into the craft beer thing. It's not my, it's not my, it's not my hobby. You know, I like craft beers well enough, but, uh, you know, I don't get into craft a lot of things, you know, Mm. um, crafts, for example, I'm not into crafts. Uh, Yeah. Or, you know, uh, man, give me some glitter glue, little (laughs) fake eyes. I'll just go Someone tried to make me do a craft today. A craft? At work. Yeah. At work. What what kind of craft? So so I'm at work. I work at Belmont University. Belmont preschool. Belmont preschool. (laughs) And uh, they're like, here's some popsicle sticks and a hot glue gun. No, and, and someone was like, hey, in like the, the area next door, they're doing a, they like some free cookies and crackers and cheese and fruit and all this stuff. And I walked over there and I realized to get to that, you have to go through this area where they're like, it's diversity week. Uh, Write your name on this on this leaf and put it on this tree. And I immediately just turned around and walked out. I was like, you're not, you're not tricking me into that, that shit. No cookie is worth. I was like, I'm out. We're Whoa. done. Free cookie if you do diversity week. Yeah, I was like, I didn't do no diversity. Yeah. I, I like diversity. I don't like diversity week. This guy's not about diversity. I mean, we do have three young white males, all of hey, us smoking vapes. Yeah. Well, I'm part Spaniard, so there but, we go. But very white, all very, <laughs> yeah, very seemingly very white. white. I'm hella white. You see uh, my sisters? You're like you're not even related. You guys are getting a lot of viewers leaving. I, I think. <laughs> That's what it's. <laughs> Only hates diversity confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah, Only hates him. He's a racist oh. confirmed. Thanks. Oh man. Thanks, hey. my wonderful moderators. For the, for the record, these are these are all jokes in bad taste. Uh, lowbrow We've humor. Way worse than okay. this. Don't even worry. All right. This, this is all this is all the bar still set real all high. Right. I'm I'm not Canadian, but uh sometimes I can get kind of Canadian with my apologies. So <laughs> sorry about that. You're being apologies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the contractor likes beer. Everybody likes beer. You're being real Canadian right yeah. now, Joel. Hey, I'm gonna, I will be honest with you. I'm not racist, but if I if I have a prejudice against anyone, it is the- anyone who starts out with I'm not racist, <laughs> but yeah, 
Well, see where it goes. Uh, it's against the Canadians. I don't, I don't trust the Canadians, you Floppy guys. Dongus, you I mean, they're just like, they're up there. They're being real quiet, real mm-hmm. sweet. <laughs> real yeah. sketchy, I'd They're say. scheming yeah. something. Real the sketchy. Canadians, <laughs> the Canadians are, are scheming. Saving up all that snow for something. Oh, man. They're getting on everybody's good side, you know? You never yeah. hear about them like... Doing something in international politics or anything. They're right? playing the long game, Ryan. <laughs> They're playing Real the long, long. game. Yeah. <laughs> they've so, been a country for like what eight years? I don't know. When did they get their freedom from? From France, England, UK, <laughs> France, France. I don't know. It was like half France, Japan. half UK, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Floppy, can, can you can you confirm when you got your freedom from France? <laughs> is she Canadian? Flop. Well, Floppy Dongus is a is, man. Is he Canadian? He's Canadian. He's, he's yeah. definitely Canadian. Oh, man. <laughs> what the fuck? Get him out of here. <laughs> Shut it down. Show's over, folks. <laughs> yeah. First, you're a racist, and they're like, he's racist. And then you're like, well, if I'm racist against anyone, it's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was I was yes. hoping to I was hoping to hit the hot button for somebody. I'm glad it was um, <laughs> someone so intimately connected with this episode. I love all people equally. Uh, That's a lie. Right. That's completely <laughs> a lie. That's impossible. It's true. It's not even a little realistic. Sneeze. <coughs> you right there? Mm, no. You gonna make it? I just sneezed um. twice. So we are craft beer fans. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah, now I'll, I'll also drink. You know, other things. What's available? So whiskey, if I get into like the nerdiness of a of a liquid of whiskeys. a beverage, whiskey is what I get into. Okay, now I love I love whiskey. <laughs> do you? What do you what, what do you go to? What what what's hitting you? So I thought my favorite whiskey was the Elijah Craig Single Barrel. Mm. That's what I thought until last year around this time. Um, I was going to a convention mm-hmm. and a friend of mine who also streams came down and he's like, "Hey, from Canada," and he said, "Hey, I'm gonna bring some Canadian whiskeys." Uh-huh. And you bring some whatever whiskeys you like. I brought all bourbons because yeah. I'm an American. Did he bring all rye? No, he didn't. Okay. Um, I don't remember what all of them were. But that's what I thought. And I remember there was something that there was like one. He brought like three or four. Uh-huh. But, and, uh, and we blind tasted them. We did a live stream, me and him, my yeah. wife, and another guy we, we hang out with. We all blind tasted them and rated them to yeah. see what would be the best. Sure. And what universally came out the best was Bullet. Interesting. Which Bullet I've always kind of ranked Bullet as like lower in my mind. Yeah. I'm always like, eh. But we all rated it the highest. Except for there was one Canadian whiskey that was like superbly the highest outside of that. Was and it, it was Bullet like, bourbon or was it Bullet rye? Bourbon. Okay. Um, and there was like the Canadian whiskey that like did really well mm. was like this cheap like plastic bottle. Oh, I forget what it was called. I, want to think, I think we're like learning Templeton? something about your palate right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's jacked. But all of us said it was amazing. Huh. Uh, I think Bullet for the price is like, to me, it's a go-to in terms of good. like, I, I've been to like bachelor parties where it was like the only liquor of the weekend and yeah. like mm-hmm. just, I don't know, it's what, $28 a bottle or something mm-hmm. for its yeah. price range. It's just yeah. Now, we're also great. big fans of Booker's. Sure. Yeah, yeah Booker's. absolutely. Booker's absolutely. my favorite just because of the um, extremeness of it, the flavor. Mm-hmm. It's real extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's something yeah. I like about I drinking mean, fire. I haven't had Belmine. You definitely should. It's uh, it's it's excellent stuff, man. I, I mean, th- uh, to tell you the truth, that's mostly all I drink because I don't have to pay for it. Uh, but oh, um, nice. uh uh, no, it's it's really, really good stuff. I mean, it's won a bunch of awards, mm-hmm. and it's got a bunch of, like, a really rapidly growing fan base. And so, uh, no, it's super good stuff. 
Um, but the what I what I do like to tell people is to like in their tastings, in their blind tastings, all that kind of stuff. Uh, just give yourself like a little grace um, because uh, every experience with a spirit is going to be different. You know, sure. uh, it the spirit itself. There's no way to like replicate something exactly like every single time so there will be some variance and then if you talk about something like a single barrel um that's going to be even more so because it's literally the the flavor of that barrel barrel. so when people are like oh man i love like the bell mead single barrel it's like i'm glad you liked that one and i'm sure you probably will like the next one but they're not going to be the same they'll be very very different similar range Mm. they are yeah Yeah. they have some similar things going on for sure like a elijah craig single barrel is not going to taste the same as a bell mead single barrel like that's that's gonna be like your part because different recipes. But different you methods. might like the single barrel from this company and the mm. single barrel from that company. You know, kind sure. of at, at different times more than the other. You know, mm. kind yeah, of thing. Totally makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like what you've eaten will influence it. What time of day? I mean, this is from my experience of drinking. Uh. You know, a lot of whiskey in the past three years. Uh, like I'll I'll drink something that I'm like I usually love this. But based on like what I just ate or like what time of day is, I don't like it as much. Or maybe I like it way more, you mm, know? Like mm. one of my favorite things is this is makes me sound like I have a problem, but I, I don't. Uh, that's fine. But that's what they <laughs> always say. Uh, my favorite mm-hmm. thing is uh, drinking single barrel in the morning because we would like have in to taste. Morning. We would have mm. to taste our products when we showed up in the morning mm-hmm. so that we knew what to tell people about them. Um, and something about that being kind of like the first thing on your palate Ooh, it was good. It was so good. Really? It was so mm. good. And I wouldn't drink a lot, just, you know, like a sure. quarter of an ounce or something. Just a quarter of a bottle. Yeah, just like half a bottle, you know, or <laughs> yeah. more. Just enough to get your buy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, there's so there's so much good whiskey. I, I was just in Texas uh, um, working a whiskey, like, trade show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I'm always just super fascinated by what people are coming out with. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had no idea I would end up in – the whiskey business. When I moved to Nashville, when I was moving to Nashville, uh, I lived in California, like a little farm town called Visalia. It's in like the yeah. armpit of the state, uh, just middle of nowhere. Um, uh, also a beautiful place, but definitely uh, farm country. And the only, I only knew like a handful of things about Nashville. And one of them I, I knew was that this was like a whiskey city. Mm-hmm. And from, you know, Whatever age I probably started sipping on things in high school till like 24, I hadn't been drinking whiskey. You know, maybe I'd had a little sip of something here and there, sure. but I wasn't drinking whiskey. And so that last year before I moved to town, I like put myself to like, I like set myself to drink whiskey. I was like, I need to like, I need to have <laughs> some kind of like taste for this if I go to a place and that's what everybody's doing. Um, I'm a people pleaser. That's what you're learning about gotcha. me right now. Um <laughs> And uh, uh, and then like within a week of living here, I I had a job at a whiskey distillery. That's crazy. And so and so it's just I had no idea that was going to be. Man, I'm in the wrong business. You get into the whiskey industry. <laughs> what am I even doing here? <laughs> it's a lot of fun, man. The whiskey world is it's a pretty it's a lot of work, especially a small business. But uh, no, it's I mean I you know. Uh, I didn't go to college or anything. I don't mm. have like a degree. And so I worked in coffee for a long time. And the coffee world is zero fun, man. That is a really hard fun. world to work in. Everyone <laughs> takes it 
way too seriously. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, friggin' because there's no liquor. What's his it. name? Fuzzy Floppy Dongus. Flop, Floppy's gonna be a barista. Uh, <laughs> he's a Canadian barista, and I'm gonna offend him twice now. Uh, no, no. I mean, I was a barista, or not at Starbucks, but I I did that for a long time. And people like, if you mess up their coffee order, man, it's like game over. It's like you're done Which is for. stupid. Yeah, no, it it's is. Because so if you mess up a coffee order, it's because someone didn't order coffee. Sure. Because they ordered some mocha, frappa, yeah. fruity. Macchiato. Right. And, it's like, not, and no, I can enjoy that. I can, I can enjoy those kind of things. Sure. No, yeah, it's fine. But, but then it gets, I understand it's not coffee. Then it gets tough if you're at like a coffee shop trying to make like really excellent coffee. You're, mm-hmm. you're doing your best to do right by people. And so you do offer a, a correct macchiato. And sure. someone comes and asks you for a macchiato, and then you clarify, like, what what do you think that you want? Do you want <laughs> do you want what you've learned at Starbucks, or do you actually know? And then you sound very arrogant, right. being mm-hmm. that person when you're just trying to get. It's just you like, don't want to mess it up. There's no fun way to do it. Mm-hmm. The great thing about whiskey is like 99 percent of the people have no clue. Like they just have no idea. Mm-hmm. And so if you know what you're talking about. People are just going to take your word for it. You can just make it up. Yo, you you absolutely no. 100%. So many people do. Yeah. I mean, so many people walk around. There's so many dudes. I can't tell you, man. They just like, they think they know. And at some point you hear them and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to let it, let it slide. You right. know, like it's not worth it. You're going to argue with them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but um, some things, I mean, yeah, people are just super confident that, you know, all bourbon can you know only be made in Kentucky and you can make a scotch in Virginia. You know, it's just like this it does make for people listening, that is not how it works. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be made in America for it to be a bourbon. Bourbon has to be but made in America. Scotland is what Scotch is. Yes, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know a lot, but I know the basics. Yeah. Well, then you're already leagues beyond <laughs> a lot of other people. I've had that specific argument about it has to be made in Kentucky so many times. And I told people to look it up. It's like, well, then there's people, there's people who go so far as to say, well, bourbon about Bourbon County, Kentucky, is that it is a dry county, and no bourbon mm-hmm. has been made there for a very long time. Now, so is the well, uh, Lynchburg, right, where Jack Daniels is I made. believe so. I've never been to Lynchburg, but I, I've heard that, and I've gotten conflicting reports. I've heard some people yeah, say it's that about it's some bullshit. <laughs> I've heard some people say that they can get a tasting there, and I've heard yes, other yes. people say they can't get a tasting so, there. Yeah, because those people didn't pony up and buy they didn't the pay. Yeah. Okay, technically we've gone twice technically it's a dry county we, yeah we've done the yes. tour there twice yeah several years apart not like back to back that'd be yeah. weird um, well, monday and wednesday and the first time we went they, they didn't have tastings no they did we the just didn't time, pay for oh it. no I mean, it wasn't the day we I don't they know. have like a free tour and you can pay for the no, you pay no, for no. the tour you, pay for the you tour, can't buy liquor you, the tastings included is that how they no 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 some weird way to get for free if you the tasting no free Nothing There's free. a tour. It's like twenty five bucks, probably. Okay. Then pay another, ten, or maybe it's fifteen something. Pay another ten, and you get the tasting. Okay. I don't know how they get around. And they have that a tasting rule. room. Because uh, they all say it's a dry county. Probably yeah, because they. I think it's, own the county. So <laughs> yeah. What they do is like, um, the government allows you like a certain quantity that you can mm. pour. Um, and it be a part of the experience. Interesting. You're mm. not serving them a drink. You're giving yeah. it as part of their experience, and then they can buy a bottle, right? Because it is a it is a it's a, a gift, a gift. Or whatever, yeah. Right? It's, gift a, it's a souvenir, yeah. so it's a souvenir mm-hmm. that they can buy. They're selling yeah. the bottle, yeah. And so <laughs> the whiskey just yeah. comes with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, absolutely, absolutely. something like that. Uh, I mean, Tennessee has a lot of funny laws surrounding it really does. alcohol. I mean, only it it wasn't until recently that Nashville could distill. That's like a new thing. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think the company I work for 
got in on the ground floor of it. In fact, mm. may have been a part of like the political pro- mm-hmm. like they like went and kind of like vouched for, for like why it should be. Um, but uh, yeah, no, there was no distilling allowed in Davidson County for for a while. Huh. Um, are our listeners intrigued by our whiskey talk? What do they? Yeah, think? I'm sure they are. Okay, welcome, that, yeah. welcome to whiskey talk. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, yeah. uh, trust me, we talked about SpongeBob for 45 minutes. Okay, cool. Whiskey's a hot. Did, okay, I want to know what what Alex had to say about SpongeBob because I've seen him post on Instagram <laughs> about SpongeBob. We've never had a conversation about SpongeBob. He and I. Uh, now you have to understand we also drink an entire bottle of scotch. Got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> yeah, I don't cool. remember any factoids. Yeah, I, just, okay. I, just remember I know that he told. like was into it. He was real into he it. He knew certain like background characters' names. Oh, okay. You know, like got that it. kind of level. He sh- he also went through his Instagram to show us his posts on it. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got the socks. Which is he's, good got, s- he's got this. Like that's his show announcement. His show announcements on Instagram are like a SpongeBob, a SpongeBob thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. like still and like I'm playing at the five spot. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So that was actually our introduction was Alex uh, set up. We decided we wanted to have a show here mm-hmm. at the studio. And so we called Alex and told him, hey, invite any friends you want to play. And you were one of his friends that he invited to play. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, it was an awesome show. You did a great job. Thanks, man. That's um, why you're here. Here we are. <laughs> Beautiful. And, and I remember as a point of conversation, I, I looked you up when he told us who was playing. And I saw you had recently released a video for your song, Burn. Yeah. Yeah. And it was all this like archival old school footage. Yeah. And I thought that was super cool. Thanks, so, man. Like, tell me about that. Like, how did... How'd you get the idea and like where did you get all that footage from and so uh the song was the song burned is the single that that i released initially for for this new record coming out and uh it, it was about uh fooling around with a girl that i shouldn't have been and uh it was a very like specific experience mm-hmm. i wrote about but the song the more I thought about it, was a pretty universal concept, and it was more. It wasn't just speaking to my like how I was like, you know, hanging out with this girl that was just like no good, you know. Um, but it was this kind of mode of my life of kind of like going like a little too far, like mm. pushing my luck, you know, and like sometimes it pans out real nicely, and sometimes it goes up in flames, and so. Um, as I was thinking of like what I could do for this video, initially I thought of, you know, of course, was Evil Knievel. It was like, here's a guy who's just like always pushing the limits and he like mm-hmm. would break his body to do it. And so the initial idea was very simple, was just to find like four clips of Evil Knievel and just loop them, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I went to YouTube to find these not like grainy as all get out, and two that doesn't have a big like CBS logo all over it. Uh-huh. So I was like, "Oh man, I don't know what to do." And so I'm like going through all of the internet trying to figure out some plan B, and I stumble across this um, film archive of footage from like the beginning of film to like 1970, and it was. It was hundreds and thousands of hours of all kinds of different things, commercials and uh, instruction videos for like like high schools and uh, circuses and just daredevils, all kinds of stuff. And so I was seeing this great like like you know void of footage or just kind of, or not void, but like this great abyss of footage. And I was like, I bet I could string together video that goes along with like every 
lyric of this song. I bet I could make a video mm. that actually looks like succinct and looks, you know, like it's telling the story by just these found clips. Fascinated by by seeing this stuff. I mean, we've all seen old footage, I guess, yeah, you know. Of course. But some of the footage was like home videos. And so you're seeing mm. like home videos from people in New York in the 1920s and it was just like Sometimes I would just sit there and I, I like sometimes I was looking for something specific, but other times I would just play one and I would just let the whole video roll just to like see what these people were all about back in the day. Like it was really, really intriguing. Um, but that, then, yeah, like all the footage is like uh, like creative commons, like anybody can use it for kind of whatever purposes. Wow. And uh, so I downloaded what I needed and uh, I, I have a background in, in film and photo. And so I edited it all together and. Uh, made what I came up with. That's awesome, Jerry. Can we play some of that video? Uh, in a minute. <clears throat> the internet's cutting it the out slightly, sucking. just slightly. I see. And so I don't want to try to also load a video and risk things. Well, maybe we can load that. But I will bit. tell you, I have gotten maybe my favorite comment ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Which is, <laughs> I think most have to drink. And he mentions a hipster hobby like riding a unicycle or playing a non-traditional instrument. We all have to drink. All right. And he pulls Take out a, a corn cob pipe. The last person to say hamburger, hamburger has it down three shots of nasty licorice liquor. <laughs> Maybe take, my can favorite. Can you take a vape real quick? <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Everybody drink! <laughs> and now you have to drink two of them. <laughs> Who is this person who commented? I've created a game. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know. I've I, welcome his name is Poetry Batman. Hi, Poetry Batman. Great to have you, Poetry. <laughs> That's just I just read that. I was like, oh my god. Maybe it, the best thing I've ever heard. It's a funny thing about labels. I've always been uh I've always been like in between the labels somehow. Like I've always been a hipster or no, you're not you're not hipster enough, or I've always been like cool, or you're not cool, or uh, I, I've never, I've never known. So it's always fascinating to me when someone's like, "Yep, definitely, definitely <laughs> a hipster." <laughs> we got the got hat it. right. The hat, oh, really, okay. the hat that, makes it stand out. The hat it. did it. The, hat, okay. the hat's gotta have done it. Dude, it's funny. I feel like I have. See, to me, hipster is someone. I'm just who, not cool enough. I I don't. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like, I don't. I don't give a shit about like the new cool like thing. Like I'm not I'm not I feel like hipsters are That's what a hipster would say though. Hipsters are like gatekeeping, <laughs> right? Like that's uh -huh. that's what I, how I view them. Is they're like they're the ones who are saying like, "Oh no, you can't listen to this." Or like, "Oh, you don't really know about this," you know? Um, maybe that was me during the whiskey segment. Maybe that's what <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I'm a hipster. Oh. Self-discovery. Oh, man. He gotcha. I'm coming <laughs> out. Labeled. I'm coming out. <laughs> mom, mom, mom dad. <laughs> mom, dad, we need to sit down. I'm going to zoom We need to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. I'm a... I'm a hipster. Oh, Lord, what did we do wrong? What did we do? You're not my son. <laughs> well, we have a thing at church that'll fix that. Oh, okay. Pray, the, Pray the hipster, Pray right, the away. hipster right away. <laughs> so last night, I'm currently on tour with a, uh, with a Christian artist at the moment. Great, great. And I, uh, I myself uh, consider myself a Christian. Yeah. I was trying to do like progressive way of saying it, but That's I said so. it in the old school way. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like, like there's this guy on the tour who's always like, 
I don't call myself. I shouldn't do his accent. Never mind. I'm not going to do his accent. You can't it's, not do his accent it, now. It you know Too late. Too late. Anyway, he was like, I'm not a Christian. I follow Jesus. And uh-huh. like, you know, like that whole thing. Like some people yeah. are like, I'm not a Christian. I follow Jesus. And I was yeah. like, all right, we're really into labels here. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but I get what he's saying. I like the idea. The point is, um, so I'm a Christian, but there's this guy on the tour who I know is very much not. Like he's very vocal. Anti. Very, he's very, I don't know if he's anti or not, but he's very much like, I'm not a did this whole church thing. Got it. And all the artists are Christians. Um, and so last night when there was one of the songs and everybody's like raising their hands mm-hmm. in worship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Do you go I around get- and high five everybody? Just like, You get a high five. You get a high five. You get a high five. No, I get it. I've raised my hands. But I, yeah. so I, I get it. I'm part of that culture. But the... I know that Sean, the audio tech, is not and is very, like, thinks it's... I thought you trying I'm to hide sh- who he was. Yeah. No, the, uh, I was hiding somebody else. Oh, okay. Sean would be totally stoked for me to say he is not a Christian. I'm pretty sure. He's okay. to- he's very open about... Sure. He's not into it. You do a lot of backtracking and retracking here. I don't know where we're going. Yeah, he's, 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 <laughs> what's what's his know. address? In that yeah, it's the 324. <laughs> no, so anyway, I'm sure... It, so Sean, very much not into church... So I would, like, uh, inside SoCal, he's not into church and gods. That's a very specific, <laughs> a specific reference. Really about his very specific yeah. singular SoCal YouTube or three YouTube videos from like 10 been. years ago. Anyway, uh, so I went up to him when everybody's like raising their hands and I'm like, dude, I've got, you know, when everybody's like raising their hands like this, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like, I've got a name for it. Praising the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean just loved that. You came up with this? I came oh, up with it. That's pretty good. I'm like, that could be a little YouTube video of praise like Christian roof. dance moves. All right, now we're going to praise the roof. <laughs> that's, that's pretty, <laughs> I like it. that. That's pretty good. I don't know where that came from, but there was that. There was a natural segue there, and we killed it with all the talk. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. It's not musical, okay, <laughs> but yeah. what are we even doing? I don't know anything about music. That, so. yeah, you you are sucking on. Yeah, well, okay, that's not. We're vaping. also on the radio, I think. So let's be clear about <laughs> be a little more. Also, some people listen just audio. <laughs> yeah, let's be a little more descriptive. <laughs> that with thing our... you're sucking on. <laughs> <laughs> that's mm. not vaping. Right, it's juuling. Uh, I don't know the. I, ling- don't, I don't really know the difference. I don't know the lingo, and I don't care. Uh, the the American spirits got very expensive, and uh, <laughs> and if you're uh, trying to paint yourself in the hipster picture, oh, specifically uh, mentioning American spirits, will yeah. Be like, <laughs> well, I tried. Everybody the o- drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried the other ones, and uh, they 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 did taste like chemicals. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but w- this is literally chemical. So what am I saying? Um, yeah, it's a jewel. This is a jewel. Um, I don't know what the difference is. To be, I don't. Except for I know that's what jewel looks like. Someone told me, uh, and so I took it as gospel because that's what we do. You know, you know, someone <laughs> says something, you're like, yeah, study proved it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Um, someone told me that they have less harsh chemicals than the traditional not you know putting you guys on blast uh, blast yeah, all you want yeah um and so it's like it's essentially like an essential oil and like 
you know, maybe like distilled nicotine. It's like the nicotine. It's mm-hmm. like sure. that's all it is. Like it's very simplified. Uh, there's not much to it. Um, the popcorn lung thing isn't a situation. Maybe it is. Maybe someone could Google that's that for me. That's only in buttery flavors. It's a, Is it? Yeah, it's only in buttery flavors. It's a chemical Isn't called... that funny? It's like starts with a D. Yeah. What diacetyl. Is the buttery flavor creates popcorn. Oh, so that's why they diacetyl, call it. So it's diacetyl, which is, creates the buttery flavor. Okay. It's a term chemicals. But any reputable company doesn't use that anymore. Okay. Because obviously it's, they realize See, it's terrible. Okay. See, I thought it was called popcorn lung because it did something popcorny to your lungs. No, no, it does. No, and no, then that it's is also true. the butter flavor. That's just, that's just happenstance. That is amazing. <laughs> I never, literally, never made that connection. Well, you but. know, the reason it's called popcorn lung is because people who worked in popcorn factories were getting make the butter for it. Mm. Got it. Like pre vape, like it was just yeah. already a chemical. But also, no matter how much you vape, you never get to those levels. But besides that, it's still a terrible thing. You should inhale it. We don't support diacetyl on this. Show. Yeah. We, we got are a disclaimer. An anti diacetyl podcast. But any- an anti Canadian. Write that in the <laughs> review. But any, um, any, like, reputable vape juice company does, would not. Okay. Got it. I, I can argue about vape all. Or I can discuss vape all. I, yeah. We make, I, we make our own juice. I literally have no idea what I'm doing. I, I got it. Because it was cheaper, mm. and cigarettes, all the cigarettes... Ridiculously expensive. Uh, were expensive, but they also gave me... I was getting headaches. <laughs> what do we got now? It's got a great little interchange going. <laughs> <laughs> Liz says, uh, he mentioned essential oils, and I had to place my hand over my poor heart. And then Poetry Batman says, I hope you use the other hand to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't win for losing. Not, yeah, <laughs> nothing you do. It's all right in the box. <laughs> so uh, I'm a different artist. Uh, I'm not Joel Adam Russell. He's way cooler than now, I am. Now, do you play something like the sitar? <laughs> or yeah, we've had that on this show. <laughs> I play exclusively Mumford and Sons banjo <laughs> in the style of the Lumineers. That's that's all. I, that's all I do. Uh, oh. Can we play that video? Yeah, yeah, we can play the video. Yeah, Man, <laughs> we'll just, let's just keep it short and just do a clip, but people can see what we're, he was talking about with archival footage. Yeah, I think it's really cool what's that you it, edited your own video. Burned, and then like my full name would yeah. probably Joel Adam Adams. Yeah, Adam, with an S. Adam no. Adams. That's good because I didn't put an S in the uh, title. Joel Adams is a much more successful artist than me. Right, let me open it and I gotta switch over the camera. So I think it's really cool that you edited your own video. I so I do some video work myself on the side. Thanks, man. It's what I'm doing on the tours, filming and editing. That's great. And so yeah. I'm used to creating videos for artists. Mm-hmm. So I'm sort of impressed that there's an artist that made their own video and like had a creative say in what they did and a vision. Not be skilled is that what you're saying? Uh, kinda. <laughs> I expect I expect artists to not have a vision for their own art in general. Uh, it's sort of disconcerting, but. But it's sort of a reality. <laughs> I expect them to be like, I wrote a song. Yeah. Uh, oh, let me be the one on stage. Everybody get... else come up with the ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, yeah. So I he's mean, saying you're a cut above. That was a weird above. compliment. Someone's in my corner. I appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks so much it's for having poetry, me. Poetry Batman, let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> the name's Poetry Batman. Yeah, what I mean, do you expect? I uh, appreciate having Poetry Batman yeah. on the stream. Thanks for coming by. Very, yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy. I wish, I wish you were making, here to make snarky comments about every guest we've had. This is amazing. Um, <laughs> Each week we do this, you can come uh, snark all you want. Yeah. So uh, this is a video. It's burned. You made the video. I did. And the song. Yep. And you're in it. 
Uh, no, you're not, or not, not just just archival footage. Not in it just the all. archival footage. Okay. So we're gonna play it here. I'm just switch over to this one here. And I'm gonna mute us so you can't hear us. I'm gonna talk shit about you when you can't hear us.
And we're back. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's a super cool idea. A clip. Really you played fun. the whole song. Yeah. Got seeing. the whole thing in there. <laughs> we're all drinking due to the use of the steel guitar. <laughs> We're all what? We're all drinking due to the use of the steel guitar. Man. <laughs> hey, but he also says, hey, he's talented. Hey, thanks, man. Or yeah. lady. Poetry, Batman. We will also have, uh, we'll also play another song live in a little bit here. Um, I, I assume. <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, no, steel, no steel guitar on the live, on the live iteration. I could be here just. Yeah, go for it. Perfect. Best steel guitar. <laughs> Who doesn't like the steel guitar, man? Like, what a what an instrument that. I mean, I I heard that sound my whole life. Are we supposed up. to drink because you just said that? Because I'm talking about the steel guitar. I said alternative instruments. The title of this episode was definitely hipster drinking game. hundred <laughs> percent. All right, I already claimed the name earlier with. If I have to. Of bees. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling self-conscious. I'm going to describe this whole, everything I'm wearing and why I'm wearing it. You don't need to do that. They all have a very functional purpose. We threw, we threw you right into the mix. Usually, like, we hang out with people a little bit beforehand, and then it takes hours to get to, like, this level. Right, but we started but drinking we beer to, before you got here, so we, yeah, just, we, we, we threw you right in the right We the drank lines, before you were even supposed to be here, and well, then it took a long for you to get Jokes on you, more. listeners. I've been made fun of my whole life, so... <laughs> I'm used to it. Could <laughs> 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 you bring me another beer? Of course. It's why we have. Thank to. you. And you want the opener too? Yes, please. Oh. Speaking of bearing things, it's just good. Beer. Oh shit! This is this is actually a good story. Oh. It's not much of a story, but it's interesting. So, uh, remember the office? Yeah. Wait. What? Uh, Where are you taking this? It's a hipster TV show. Whose office? <laughs> the. The. I'm unfamiliar. Uh, Tell me all about it. Have you ever heard of Scranton, Pennsylvania? Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> so two nights ago, we were in a place called Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania, which is like a Sounds suburb. Sounds like not the same place. It's like a <laughs> suburb of Scranton. If you look at a map, the next big city is Scranton, and then we're, we're in Wilkes Bar. So they're 20 minutes away from Scranton. So me and all the guys on the tour are like, oh, office, we're so close. That's cool. Well, anyway, yesterday. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> great story, right? <laughs> then yesterday we went, the next place we went is Stanford, Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And uh, last night me and, um, oh, shit, uh, his name is. Tanner. I want to call him Morty now because we talked about Rick and Morty, uh, but it's okay. not his name. It's, uh, and it's not Martin, even though he is Puerto Rican. It is. I can't win, man. There's two Puerto Ricans in the band, and I try to like Puerto Rican American. I try to meet them in the middle and like speak Spanish and stuff, but then they make fun of me because my accent's so wrong. (laughs) And they're like, they're like, "Hola, mi amigo." (laughs) I hope you don't sound like that. They insult. No, I don't. You grew up like 20 minutes from Mexico. Be better. That's the way they insult me. I'm just not. Do better. I'm just not good enough at this. Stuff. Okay, so, so you and, and Mr. M. I can't remember. Yeah, Mr. M. We're watching The Office, and mm-hmm. he puts on ep- uh, season three, episode one, the one sure. with the girl I dated. Mm-hmm. And um, you dated a girl in The Office. I did. And when I say dated, we went on one date, and I never dated her again. Okay, was she that, wasn't famous <clears throat> enough. Was that was that your call or was that her call? My call. Okay, cool. She wow. was in the episode Gay Witch Hunt. Okay. And when Jim That's moves a great to episode. when Jim moves to a new office. 
and he first meets Andy for the first time. Okay. Andy's yep. like, hey, Tuna, you see that girl over there? She's hot, right? Steer clear. She's crazy. <laughs> he was speaking to you. Head for open you. waters. It's that girl. He was speaking to you. He was, and yeah. I didn't listen. No. And we went out on a date and uh, never again. But anyway, that's a whole different story. But uh, in that episode, where did Jim move to? Stanford, Connecticut, where I was. Wow. Man. I was on an office <laughs> tour. You just did and the I whole office even tour. Know her. Wow. How did yeah. it feel? It felt great, yeah? Joel. Yeah, it just felt amazing. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I've I've been watching just way too much Parks and Rec, just so much there's, Parks. There's not too much. There's so not, well done. I never. I didn't. I definitely didn't get into it when it came out mm-hmm. because I was like, these guys are copying The Office. It's too close, and I like mm-hmm. wrote it off. Um, I think most people did that. Yeah, thing, but yeah. I've and I've seen a couple episodes here and there. Like friends had it on, whatever. Um, but then I uh, found myself in quite the predicament that we all find ourselves mm-hmm. in, where we've watched everything on Netflix. Uh, anything yeah. worth watching. You've seen, yeah, I've seen everything, uh, it feels like. And uh, and so Parks and Rec was one that I hadn't, and uh, Netflix had been telling me. But have me, you seen the three and a half hour documentary about the Eagles, though? I have. Absolutely, oh, wow. I have. Nice, that's everything, fun, right? <laughs> I used to be a music instructor for uh, we do poetry, special really. needs adults. and so, Oh, you do music? Uh, <laughs> Uh, funny enough, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Wait, so, but did you watch the documentary on the doors when you're strange? Uh, I I I don't think I made it all the way through, but I've seen, seen most of it. it. Okay. Yeah. Did you yeah. see what was the other one I watched recently? It was like insane. Tom Petty's three hour long documentary. Yes, I've seen Tom Petty's documentary. Yeah. Have yeah. you have Same you seen life. Quincy Jones's new documentary? Okay. In the middle of watching yes. it right now. Yeah, I watched Very good. I watched half, but it was when I first got when I got back from tour last week and I was just fried and I couldn't Holy finish it. Holy crap, what a guy, man. Like this yeah. dude, like he's the freaking Neil Armstrong of African American musicians. Like the guy like did the first of everything. It's it's ridiculous. You just connected the dots. I had to think for a second. Wait, what? How does Neil Armstrong? Yeah, yeah. First, yeah. first on the moon. Yeah, first on the moon. Yeah. yeah, it's the only thing he's famous for. He's, <laughs> he didn't really do much else. That was, it. That was yeah. the end. He made it on the moon. Well, speaking of, and you you were on Parks and Rec. I wasn't full, on yes. Parks and Rec, but full, I was watching it. Full circle. Rashida Jones from Parks and Rec was his daughter. Isn't it, that crazy? And is in the documentary quite a bit. Yeah, I had no idea mm-hmm. that. They were related. Yeah. We've uh, we been yeah. watching a lot of that recently. Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just, I've been watching too much. That's all yeah. I've been saying. I So I started it midway through. I don't know why. Because I just, like. That's like episode one. Work your way. Well, the, the thought is that I thought I'd probably seen it. Uh-huh. And I was trying to get to an episode that I knew I hadn't seen. Because, mm. I again, I haven't watched a lot of it, but I know I've sure, seen sure, sure, some sure. episodes here and Where'd there. Where did you start? Uh probably like season four okay and uh i think there's like seven seasons or something like Mm -hmm, that yeah uh so i started like season four watched all the way to the end not even having the beginning part of the show i i mean i was like in tears on like the last few episodes so you knew gets so you're you started past little sebastian yeah i like picked Uh, it up i figured out what they were talking about sure i got the gist of like why it was important to them um but then I told a friend that. I was like, yeah, I started it like midway through and I watched it to the end. It was amazing. And they were like, oh, man, like, no. Character development. 
that show is all about the character development. Mm. And I was like, I mean, how much character development can a you lot. have on a show? A lot is <laughs> yeah. the answer, yeah. So I started at the beginning. Uh, and and the completely w- different characters in the beginning. Well, that is also the case, which is probably my least favorite thing. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Not, okay. Like Leslie, mm-hmm. I think as a character, she develops mm-hmm. really well. But like Ron is not, mm-hmm. his character, theoretically speaking, I think, should not have developed until like the later gotcha, seasons gotcha. because he's a curmudgeon and the whole point is that mm-hmm. he's like his his core character he's right. he's stuck in his ways but like the first four or five episodes he's a totally different uh character mm-hmm. he's like this like sports guy and he's sure. like like yeah dad mode but then he turns into like outdoorsman right like, they're trying to like figure it out yeah and so goes. that was the, mm-hmm. it was like it was all the same way with aziz's character a little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, at the beginning, he's kind of a dork. Yeah, Like, he's kind of a yes. goofy fool. And then he becomes, like, like the playboy. A, yeah. Like, he lo- he's, that like, a wannabe a playboy. Yeah. yeah, you're right, you're right. I th- <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Lil Sebastian. Lil, Lil yeah. Lil. I was correct. It's not Little Sebastian, it's Lil Sebastian. L-I-L apostrophe. My roommate gave me the great advice to start at season three. Huh. He was like, the first two seasons aren't that great. Started season three, so I did, and then later went back. Yeah, I think I feel like I went back before I finished it. I don't remember how it all played out. There might have been a time yeah. where I was like, "Watch a season one from season three, now one mm-hmm, from season mm-hmm. one, one from season." Anyway, yeah, something weird. I don't but think. I yeah. think like you go back, and it is they are so different. They didn't figure out who they were going to be until like at least midway through season two. But the stuff that they. Mm continuously like circle back to throughout yeah. the show that they, they really keep lay that foundation roping in these like illusions mm-hmm. that is like brilliant i think just mm. the way they keep like playing on some of their old jokes or old moments uh like the wa- like she loves waffles with whipped cream like that's a simple right. thing but that happens the entire show right like, for the entire even through them the, the wedding it's catered yes Right. Every JJ's Diner. JJ's, right? JJ's, JJ's Diner. Diner. Sorry. <laughs> or like the the really like I even loved like their extras. Like maybe they mm. weren't extras. They were like they wouldn't even be tertiary characters. They'd be like beyond tertiary characters. <laughs> like like the tough guy who wears like the black like uh like uh tank top thing and he's got like tattoos and he was gonna like tattoo them on their like mm. do you know what I'm talking about? Do you remember this guy? Like there's just this one tough guy vaguely who shows up like throughout the entire show and it's just mm. like this guy like never has like an episode where he's like significant. He just <laughs> keeps showing up the entire time. Uh or like Owen. Owen. Is that the wrong name? Owen. Oren. 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 Oren, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Oren even has a more moments than that other guy, but yes, yeah, the, mm-hmm. oh man, the episode where they go to prom and, uh, and, uh, Aubrey Palazzo's character, uh, mm-hmm. she's like, you want to, uh, uh, come inside and say hi to my mom and dad and Andy comes in and <laughs> Oren is her mom <laughs> and the dog is the dad <laughs> and and Andy's like Oren what are you doing here and he's like Oren 
I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I'm April's mom. It's <laughs> like so creepy. It's like I blocked oh, that so episode creepy. out. <laughs> oh, so creepy. Oh, so, man. how'd you get involved in music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to tie it back. Very subtle uh, segue there. What, what was your journey? Well, it all started in was uh, it all Scranton, Parks Pennsylvania. Was it recreation? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Shit, it's on a stand. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you were in Suburbicon. Yes. Uh, I love that term. I think like that's a TV show. Suburbicon title. was a movie. A, uh, a movie oh. yeah. yeah. Directed Maybe by George I Clooney. Yeah. I watched it recently. Um, it was better fun. than the Rotten Tomato review said. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah. But still not great. No, but okay. I, I liked it. Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up singing in church and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a very vivid memory being like four or five years old and singing with my parents like Sunday morning and a woman like turns around at the end of the song and looks at me and like looks at my parents. and was like, he's got a really good voice. Mm. And that like has always kind of stuck with me. Uh, I didn't mm. uh, I didn't really do any music outside of singing in church for a long time i uh uh thought i wanted to be a singer of some kind but i had no idea what that meant you know i just saw pop singers and thought like oh man that looks cool um and i like the way it sounded um but uh no when i was in a when i was in the seventh grade um there was a uh uh a kid that lived down the street from me about five houses down and he was a uh, um uh, a prodigy at drums i know everybody probably says that about their friends you know sure. but uh i think he probably fits that bill like pretty well like there were tv shows wanting to like get him on and stuff you know it's as good a, time. Yeah, yeah as a young kid you know and he was he would have been in the i was in the fifth grade so he would have been in the fourth grade at that time so he was f- really really good um i thought and uh so um, when when I was in the seventh grade, uh, I was hanging out his ha- hanging out at his house one summer, and his mom brought a newspaper into like the dining room where we were, you know, hanging out playing video games on the computer or something. And uh, the front page of the newspaper showed a band called DV8, the letters D, V, and Eight, and they were uh, uh, from Dallas, and they were mm-hmm. our exact same age. Um, and they were playing, they were getting in the newspaper and me and my buddy, we looked at each other and we were like, we could do this. Like we could do that too. Um, so he, that school year, he had a couple of brothers, uh, deviate, deviate. There it is. Yeah. Mm. He's got it. The nut brown ale's getting to him. Like the word deviate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But D V V A D V A. I was trying, I was thinking like devate. <laughs> Devate, and I was like, okay, took me a long. It was, time. it was, yeah, it was definitely in that like SK eight like <laughs> <Y'all>, skater <laughs> right like time. No, you, you can't make fun of me here. They clearly fucking I never sure went can. nowhere. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, remember DV eight? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, but apparently uh, they changed your life. Yeah. So. um <laughs> So, uh, sure, we could have a band with a similarly stupid name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what was your band's name? That's the most Uh, important thing. So, yes, we started a band, is what we did. That was the point of that. Uh, (laughs) We don't make it easy on you. Yeah. Nope. (laughs) Uh, 
yeah, so at the, in seventh grade, we started a band called Minority, and uh, we, we named it Minority. Were you all white guys? Uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, we did get that a lot. Uh, <laughs> did you have any minorities in the band? Uh, two of them were half. Half minorities? Ecuadorian. But it looked real white, though, right? No, they were. No, one of them looked very Jewish, which they they also were a quarter Jewish. Uh, so quarter one of, Jewish, half Ecuadorian. Yeah, and then uh, another, Ecuadorian's not a minority we really recognize a lot. I mean, in this country. Small. and it's about time. It's about time. If I'm if I'm if I've got a platform for anything on this show, it's about lifting up Ecuadorians in our society. Uh, Ecuadorian, and fuck Canada. Ecuadorian History Month. <laughs> And uh, you are a true hero. <laughs> let's move further away from Canada, please. <laughs> <laughs> so you started Minority Report. So I we started. Minority. Uh, all of these jokes have been said at some other point. Uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty soon, he's, original content. Yeah. <laughs> no pretty soon, content. Ryan's gonna be like, "I'm gonna start my own band called Majority," and we're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> that was one of those jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, we called it Minority uh, because we couldn't think of a name. Uh, I thought we should call it Jack uh, because my name's Joel and the drummer was sure. Alec, Kenny, and Kyle. Jack. Uh, I thought that I like would that. be a good name. They didn't like it. J-A-K-K is like a better name than J-A-C-K. That's it's what I'm one saying. one K from danger, though. Yeah, one K from danger. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, uh, Kenny and Kyle, their dad was a – he was a DJ in the era of CDs and he had all these cases of uh-huh. – just cases and cases of CDs and he would, he would, he would DJ uh, like bat mit- mitzvahs and stuff like that. <laughs> and so one day we uh, – Kenny Kyle. Yeah. So one day we went through all of his CDs as many as we could like go through it, just looking at like song titles – and like trying to get some inspiration and we pulled out a Green Day CD and they had a song called Minority and we said, there it is, Done. Minority. So uh, we went after that and then also we kind of, our excuse, I guess, was uh, the majority of bands that we were going to be playing with were adults, uh, probably our mm-hmm. age now, but back then when we were 13. And so we were in the minority of the bands we were playing around. Uh, so those were kind of the, you know, the reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> reasons. But uh, yeah, no, so I did that for four years. We played uh, around 300 shows in those four years. A lot. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we played a handful of dates on Warp Tour. Um, really? Open. You were the youngest we, uh, I in believe, 2013. Yeah, as far as, as far as anyone's ever told I me. I read the city sent us. Yeah. <laughs> as far as anyone's ever told me, we were the youngest band on Warp Tour. They did a write-up on us while wait, we... Wait, hold on, hold on, sorry. I purposely don't research at all so that I can use these things fresh. <laughs> I've used that line. Usually I'm the one who knows all the stuff and I think ahead, but I've been busy. Usually he's always like... Look, he I purposely questions. don't look he things up. He asked one of our artists a question like of something that was known on national TV, and they were like, "Really?" And he's like, "I purposely don't research at all." So, I guess, so, so it's, it's natural response. Which I, I like, that. and that's what I'm claiming tonight. That's yeah. bullshit, though. <laughs> when you say, when I say yeah. it's legit, <laughs> yeah, I don't want you, you know, I don't want you guys to be fawning over all my success that I've had, you know. So Young, yeah, <laughs> youngest on Warp Tour. Crazy. Man, I worship at your feet. Obviously, it's helped your career so much. <laughs> I, well, Warp Tour is super cool. There yeah, Warp is cool. I would have Warp Tour. I had a time in my life where I would have thought that playing on Warp Tour was the coolest thing there's ever been. 
So, um, I mean, to this day, it's definitely a highlight of my life. It was um, at that time my. Uh, I mean, granted, I didn't grow up in a, a great kind of, you know, music, you know, world, and there wasn't, you know, a, a lot of exposure to music. My dad listened to, you know, contemporary. T- you know, conservative talk radio. And so that's, Mm -hmm. that was all the radio I had to listen to for the most part. Um, so at that time, the people playing warp tour were my heroes, you know, Mm -hmm. um, uh, newfound glory and yellow card and taking back Sunday. Uh, you know, Jimmy world. Uh, yeah. Jimmy world and Paramore and Cody and Cambria and bad religion. You're hitting all the right notes right now. Yeah. (laughs) He's speaking my language. Yeah. So these, these, folks were just hanging around and we were young and dumb and nothing had ever gone wrong for us so we would our like my whole strategy was just go talk to all of them tell them when we're playing and so yeah. i'd walk up 13 year old me and i'd just say hey my name's joel i'm playing warp tour and before i could get my next sentence out they're like wait what <laughs> you're you're playing you're not attending and i would say yeah i'm playing tomorrow and they'd say when and where and so I would tell them where the stage was, and they, they all showed up. That's um, awesome. My favorite one was uh, uh, the singer of Rancid. Mm. Um, I I saw him, and I, and to me, again, not having grown up in real punk music, uh, they were as punk as it gets. Like, that uh-huh. was punk rock, you know? Uh, I would later come to learn about uh, many other uh, acts, but... Uh, yeah, I saw him and I was just like, uh, I was like, man, you probably won't like our stuff. And he was like, why? And I was like, well, because we're kind of pop punk and we're not like real punk. And uh, he was like, uh, like, who do you sound like? And I said, well, I mean, some people say we kind of sound like Newfound Glory. And he was like, Newfound Glory, I was in their music video. And I was like, wait, what? You were in their music? He was like, yeah, you know, whatever the song was. And uh, I was like, okay. And he was like, well, how can I hear your music? And he, I said, well, we're playing tomorrow. He said, no, how can I hear it right now? And I said, well, it's the ringtone on my phone. <laughs> Call my phone. <laughs> That's how you got his number. So he calls my phone. And I mean, there, I didn't have an iPod. I don't even think iPods existed then. Uh, and so the first verse and chorus of my song plays. And he's standing there with my band. And he's going, he had like a weird accent, even though he's from America. He, I, I just vividly remember him going, like when the drums came in, he was like, at you. And then the guitar was, at you. And then I started singing, and at you. <laughs> and uh, we we're like, yeah. And he was like, uh, all right, I'll be there tomorrow. And my, like our parents had to drive us there, of course, you know, because we were 13. And uh, so my mom's working the merch table and he like, he shows up to the merch table and she has no clue who he is. And she like, He's like, hey, where's my Nordy playing? And she, like, offers him a sticker. I'm like, you offered the singer of Rancid <laughs> a sticker, ma? Like, come on. Like, it just seems like, so, give him a shirt. Seems so dorky. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but then he came to the show, and he sat on a tractor that was right next to our stage, and he videotaped the entire show. And then he was there because he was uh, he was playing in a super group uh, with Travis Barker mm. uh, of Blink-182 mm. called The Transplants. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so then he took that tape to Travis and Travis's drum tech, 
who then owned uh, the one of the most... Famous Stars and Straps? No, it was uh, one of the most renowned uh, drum companies at the time, especially in that genre, which was Orange County Drums and Percussion. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it's what Travis played, and that's obviously why I was so famous. Um, and they gave our drummer like a full endorsement. Wow. Off of off of that performance, and so that kind of circles back to That's this kid crazy. was good. Like he was very right. very good. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I just remember that whole that whole thing was just so like anybody we wanted to talk to, they were just right there. And the first year we did it, we did all that kind of stuff. Uh, didn't think anything of it, like talking to people, you know, going and eating at catering, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the second year. I don't know if they did it the first year and we just didn't see it, but they sent us like a list, a packet of rules that like small bands like ours mm-hmm. were like supposed to follow. And we read through them and we just laughed. We broke every rule. <laughs> we broke every, you know, freaking rule that they had. It was like, don't talk to the larger acts. Don't get food. Don't ask for more dates. You know, don't cause a ruckus. You know, just like everything that they said don't do. We had done all of those things. And we were just like, we're just going to do them all again. We're just going to do that again, you know. Uh, so we did, yeah, we did all that stuff. Um and uh, no, it was it was a blast. It was a great time. Oh. So I did that for four years. Uh, the band broke up. Uh, Why'd you break up? Uh, so our oldest member was a year older than me. Um, the other two guys were a year younger than me. And so when I was going into my senior year, he was going into college. Mm. He was very smart. Uh, he had gotten a really nice scholarship to USC. And we were living in Texas. And so our kind of agreement the final year that we were together was um, – if this goes somewhere, which we and our parents even thought it could, you know, there are people, you know, starting to talk to us. Um, uh, if it goes somewhere, let's ride it out. This mm-hmm. is a great opportunity, once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, uh, if it seems to be fizzling by the time it's time for Kenny to go to college, like it, it's best so if he goes. And so yeah. we all kind of agreed to that. And so that's kind of where it landed. Our final year, we definitely had plateaued. Like nothing was really taken off. We weren't writing songs as well as we had been writing before. We were, I think we were feeling the stress of like trying to make it in mm-hmm. one year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were just fighting a lot. And uh, so yeah, just he, he went off to college and uh, we didn't do that anymore. And uh, then I had a normal senior year, which was wild because uh, my entire time in high school and most of my time in middle school had had been caught up with this band and uh, I hadn't spent any time with like 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 the kids that I went to school with at all hardly you know maybe I'd see them at a party here and there or they'd come to the shows but like normal hanging out like that didn't happen uh, so senior year I just like hung out with people and I went to parties and you know was involved in like school like clubs and stuff like that and it was great and I, I did no music I uh, maybe I wrote some little lyrics here and there I'm not sure I can't remember anything from back then there's uh, minority on the internet somewhere we can listen to it right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Uh, you might be able to well, find if MySpace hasn't. MySpace. Yep. <laughs> way back. Or what was the other one? It's like uh, my old band. MySpace only. Uh, if yeah, let's try it. MySpace slash minority. Live journal. <laughs> MySpace. Let's now? see. Uh, there was another one. It wasn't. Um, Were you pre YouTube? Pure pure volume? Oh there it is. Yeah, that's pure my, volume. This is us on MySpace. Is this you here? Music. Yeah, that's me in the red. Whoa. 
I guess it's really small. It's hard to tell, but like you uh, look much different. Yeah, go with uh, like let's go. Maybe, I don't care. All right, we're gonna play let's go. I'm not. Jury's usually the one who cues us up, so I don't know if I know how to do it. Let's see. Oh, I don't think I know how to do it. We'll uh, wait till Jury gets back from the bathroom. He's the OBS king. Hey, you know, but shout out to MySpace for still being around. You to know, hold just, all the, why do they even exist still? Uh, how many? How many? Like, well, what do we have going on? How many? Like, uh, what's the? I mean, I feel like there's. Is that two point seven? Jerry, can you make MySpace play? Yeah. What is this one? I want to know what these are. Two point seven uh, thousand yeah. so connections. Five thousand nine hundred people connected to you. Okay. How what does that mean? I don't know. MySpace got all weird. I mean it was I never I don't know how many plays those songs have. And, and at this point in time any MySpace band should have about ten billion yeah. listens at this point. <laughs> when do I uh, when do I get the royalties from MySpace? So See everyone's dogging on Spotify for not getting <laughs> enough money. MySpace Never paid you zero dollars. <laughs> paid you zero dollars all the time. Uh, so are we looking at what's what track are we let's playing? Let's go. Let's go. Okay, it's already unmuted. There's no video, it's just audio, right? Yeah. Yeah. MySpace. There is a video around though. Do you hear it? We'll play that at the end. It doesn't seem like it's anything. playing. Yeah. Does MySpace You should notice know it. Know how to play music anymore? Um, I hit play, but there's no like progress bar to show me if it's been playing or not yeah it's i'm not hearing it and it also you got no you do um, have this right here look it's a zero out of three it's not playing could be having uh, it just sucks this was saying the internet's struggling right now okay go to youtube um uh, how do we get out of full screen and mac there we go that button computers <laughs> i don't use a mac uh so uh this actually, again, comes full circle. Um, I've been making my own videos since I was a kid. Uh, I'll show you a video, my first one. Nice. Um, this is, uh, go to YouTube, and it is uh, Don't Tell Me Minority. All right, let's see. That's you. That's you. Any illusions I have created about having grown up on a farm or being some <laughs> rustic individual have been... Are going to go away right to- now. Or just, yeah, this whole conversation has just <clears throat> dismantled every one of them. <laughs> Floppy, can you uh, take care of that? Or Liz? Okay, let's see. At you. By <laughs> Skate Haven. Uh, I see one posted by Skate Haven with an eight. Yeah, maybe that's Alex. A music video or the that song like Minority uh, for the song Don't Tell Me. Shit, I mean, that's the song. Yeah. We're just saying, why can't I bring back up OBS? I won't come back up. That video has more plays than anything <laughs> I've ever done as a solo artist. This is feeling mm-hmm. good, you guys. Okay. Uh, I have it queued, but for some reason I can't bring up my broad- the broadcast software to switch over the video. Uh-oh. That means it's frozen. No, it's still running. The stream's still running. How do you know? Because you click on that. We can still see us, and you can see you leaning over to look at the computer right now. Damn it. So if you hit play... Thanks, Liz. If you hit play, will they be able to hear the audio? We I just can't mute us? But we gotta watch the video. 
Oh, they won't be able to see the video? Yeah, yeah, I gotta switch to click the button that says, show the video! Okay, well, maybe they just hear a little bit, for just so we get a sense of minority, and we'll come back to Joel. Because, uh... Because I think the only way you're going to be able to get OBS to back is to and reopen it and, it. and, reopen it and then you lose everybody. So, yeah, just, we're just going to play a little bit of Minority. Just hear it. Vital and man. see us. Yeah. Ow. Who is this person in the Good That's Charlotte the drummer. show? drummer. <laughs> Damn. The video is a compilation of our shenanigans. So young. It's like little ch literal children. <laughs> okay. We had really strong opinions. Really? Yeah, I mean just just like I'm not gonna change. I don't wanna be a part of the system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't even know what the system is. I yet. have no idea. <laughs> I've heard it's bad. I could mosh to this. Okay, we should probably move on. Because they can't see the video. <laughs> no like, we're digging it, we're watching the video. Oh, they can't I see. forgot they can't see all the they stuff. They can only happening. hear. Well, they can see us. Y'all, there were some shenanigans <laughs> happening. Oh, it brother. was insane. I'm going to link the video in the chat, though, so y'all can see it. Yeah. So I gotta say, it's to Liz me. Says, yeah, they sound so ear, young. It sounds like real pop punk music. Yeah, but with like a kid's voice, with a baby voice. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, I don't wanna be. Oh yeah, and it was all about that like nasally thing, you know? Like that's what yeah. like we prided ourselves and I don't wanna be everything you see. I can't even do it. I can't even kind of do it now. But yeah. uh, thanks, Tom. Yeah. Oh no, that's what we all wanted to do. Uh <laughs> but uh no, we uh, I remember back in the day like people talking shit about that and like being frustrated that they didn't get it. Like people not liking <laughs> Tom. Hmm. Like You know what I'm saying? They'd be like, "Oh, I don't like that kind of music. This singer sound all nasally." I'm Ugh. like, "You just don't you don't get it." Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like technically good there's nothing technically good about <laughs> blink 182 well the drums are technically now, good well they got you're, you're talking to a couple people from san diego it, they got you gotta be careful here they, soy we de love blink 182 they, oh by the way they i keep got, saying soy de san diego to mexicans and puerto I ricans san diego. no it doesn't yes, it soy does. day means i'm from no Yes, it does. Soy. You're soy wrong. means I am. I, think I know it means I am, but when you say soy de San Diego, it, the, it yeah, means I am from San yeah, Diego. Yeah, it's not the literal. 
Look yeah, it up, bitch. That makes sense. However, that right. wasn't the part to make fun of me for. The part is to make fun of me for is that I'm trying to like do the proper accent, so I keep saying Santiago like Ron Burgundy, and then like the Puerto Ricans are like, "Oh, you're from Santiago, like Santiago, <laughs> Chile." <laughs> I'm like. No, San Diego, San Diego, San Diego. And like, oh, San Diego. I get yeah. it now. <laughs> San Diego. Liz wants you to sing that song live today. Uh, yes. I, if I knew how to play it on guitar, I would. Uh, but I didn't play guitar back then, so I don't have a clue. So I didn't, I didn't, this, uh, thanks uh, for the segue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pick us right back up in the story yeah. that I know you guys are riveted by. How did uh, you get from minority, the kings of thirteen-year-old pop punk, to oh, now? Man, uh, so there's an embarrassing little tidbit in the middle. Uh, when so in the pop punk days, we became really good friends with a band called Blue uh, Bowling for Soup. Yeah, because uh, yeah. they're that. from Texas, and. Uh, I knew that they had had a lot of uh, experience with Disney. They had worked with Disney extensively. And so I had this harebrained scheme while sitting in my first semester of junior college uh, and immediately realizing, yeah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in college. Like, this is not for me. Um, and But I also didn't want to play the smoky bars at 12 in the afternoon for nobody but a <laughs> band anymore and their girlfriends anymore. You know, I'd already done that. Uh, so I was like, how do I how do I keep doing music and skip the line? And this is not something I'm super proud of. <laughs> but I, I wrote him, I wrote the singer an email and I said, hey, man, what if we write some songs together and we pitch it to Disney and we spin it like I'll be the next big pop thing. pop yeah. thing and he was like he wrote me back i was super nervous i didn't think he was gonna write me back he wrote me back he said i love that idea for two reasons one because you're great at what you do two because i've already been working with other uh you know young talent uh to do something like this and but you have more experience than they do so oh, let's wow. work on it um so for about eight months we worked together trying to craft this pitch for Disney and uh, part of that was uh, me learning to play the guitar um, mm. uh, because he wanted me to be writing songs and sending them to him uh, and uh, so he's like encouraging me to learn the guitar and I'm not the most uh, studious individual mm -hmm. as you've learned from me saying how much I hated being in college um, <laughs> But having this guy again that I looked up to as a as a musician at this point, saying like, "Hey, like keep sending me stuff. I need you to keep sending me your songs," um, like that, like propelled me to get in my room and practice and rehearse. Um, and uh, ultimately, that didn't pan out at all. We we put together whatever we had, and it just kind of fell apart. I decided to move to California, and um, but I at the end of it, I'd. I'd learned to play enough guitar to, to nice. play in front of people. I, I mean, if looking back on it, it was probably, probably very embarrassing what I was doing, but uh, it, I could put some chords together. Um, and then when I moved to California, living in Visalia, Visalia is really close to Bakersfield, mm -hmm. and Bakersfield's where the Bakersfield sound comes from, which is like this very particular type of country music. You have like Buck Owens and Merle Haggard. Um, 
Dwight Yoakam's not technically from Bakersfield, but he like kind of like did of that, did yeah. a lot for the community because he sang about it, um, at least in covering a song about Bakersfield. Anyway, um, uh, living in this agricultural town of Visalia, it reminded me of the places like my parents would take me to when I was a kid, like Arkansas and Louisiana. And I just realized like that was much more interesting to me than the suburbs of where I'd grown up and than like the big, you know, rock shows. I don't know. As I just got older, I got more like sentimental and uh, curious about like my upbringing. And so, yeah, I was curious what it looked like to write songs that kind of paid testament to that, you know, and just kind of uh, sounded more like something my grandfather would be proud to listen to, you know? (laughs) So yeah, it's been a long process of like figuring out what that music's all about. I feel very much an outsider all the time because I grew up in pop punk music and a lot Hmm. of people like, they grew up with like Bob Dylan and Joni Mitchell and uh, you know, Hank Williams. And I I didn't find out about those guys really. Maybe I'd heard a song or two, but I didn't really discover them. Most people our age who say they grew up with that shit are liars. Yeah, maybe so, maybe so. they discovered it in like later times and then remembered their parents had heard it. I don't know. Maybe I'm cynical cause I didn't, yeah. but I'm like, I did grow up with the Beatles. Yeah. Um, the closest and some I- older bands, but I'm like, when people tell me like Joni Mitchell and Bob Dylan and all that, like, like hip, uh, you know, sixties folk artists, I'm like yeah. that's interesting. Cause I don't remember anyone I knew, uh, ever right. knowing about those bands until like there was a folk revival. Yeah. So I just think they're liars. So just so you feel better, I appreciate. We it. were all into pop punk. Yeah. So were they, or they weren't that into music, and then they found out it was cool, like Bob one Dylan. Of, one Let's of, take a drink. Hipster one of friend. one of the most <laughs> one of the most like reassuring moments like that that I've had was actually uh, not to bring up a rival podcast, but um, Mark, what the hell? <laughs> uh, uh, no, Mark Marin talking with Margot Price. And Margot Price talking about like her whole like teenage years, her whole like upbringing. She was listening to rap music, mm, like uh-huh. that was like she was listening to, you know, Ludacris or whatever she was listening to, you know. Uh, and <laughs> Is that I was, the only one you could think of. Huh? Well, I mean, I was just I was trying to think like time appropriate <laughs> for her. Yeah. Like she's around my age. Ludacris was big, I think maybe. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, but yeah, I, when I little, was thirteen. I have my first love. Yeah. Is that ludicrous? <laughs> yes. Okay. From the song Baby. Okay. <laughs> Starring Justin Bieber. Yeah, Justin Bieber song. Featuring Ludacris. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> also, It's Getting Hot. Lil John. Okay. So that was That was like later. 2003. That was too late. I was on a video game that my brother used to play, so I just remember that <laughs> playing a lot. Like Madden 2017 or something? The, it was, no, it was like a race car game, like a Need for Speed or something. Mm, makes sense. Um... But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, Uh, so she was listening to rap. Yeah. She was listening to rap music and now she's like the face of like Americana. Like when billboard decided they were going to have a Americana genre, she was the picture on like the press release. And so, yeah, I was just like, okay, that, that like feels good to like know that, you know, you didn't have to grow up like in the desert bowl to like. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I mean, look at uh, 
What's his face? The Australian dude. Dust Bowl. Dust Bowl. Not Desert Bowl. The Sorry, Aust- everybody. The Australian Yeah. Dude. Dude. Country. What's his name? Massively Keith massive. Urban. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's some bullshit right there. <laughs> I was thinking, like, honest. You I know talk I mean? to a lot of people in our Talking. age range who are now into some ver- varieties of music, and they talk about, like, who they loved growing up, and it's always these, like, legacy artists that no yeah. one in our generation liked growing up and yeah. I'm always skeptical because I'm like well that's weirdly like in sync with the image you're trying to portray and what you do right. now no. <laughs> like yeah. they're like oh I just grew up only listening to uh, Hank Williams Sr. and <laughs> you know, I'm like you're a damn nobody, liar <laughs> yeah that's weird because none of your friends in school thought that was cool and you were a person well, I don't think so <laughs> in, you know it's talking about image you know uh, another thing I found very fascinating uh, was another documentary. We were talking about documentaries earlier. Yeah. Um, is a very specific subject matter, I guess. Uh, it was photography and country music. It was like photography oh, wow. in country music. Mm. Uh, the, the history of both of them, I guess. Um, and it was just how – it was all these photographers talking about you know how they photograph you know, these country musicians through the ages. Um but they they talked about this moment uh, around the the time when when like the term country music was even like invented like because mm-hmm. at some point it had to be decided that this is what it right. was like or that it was just music it, yeah. yeah it was mu- it, it was it was very literal folk music but mm-hmm. people may not have even called it that it was just the music of the people is you know these folks from farm communities and from you know the holler in virginia and you know, just playing their music for their friends and then you know the prevalence of records came out and some people wanted to share those and um so out of that became a genre um but these people would come to Nashville because this was a hub for recording that music. And what they would do is they would show up to town dressed in their Sunday best and they'd get in the studio and they'd take it all off and they'd put on the most hillbilly podunk thing that they could <laughs> think of and they'd take their picture. And that's what mm. would go to the world around. It would mm. be them in, you know, coveralls and overalls and, you know, straw hats and all this stuff. But this isn't what these guys were like. That's not what they wanted to wear. That wasn't their, like, dress, their tr- normal dress. Um, their normal dress is probably what they showed up in, you know, more mm. or less. Um, and I just think it's fascinating to know that, like, like, everybody's done that for all time. When you show up to a show... You know, you don't wear your gym shorts and your ball cap. You know, it's just like put a costume on. That's not what people are paying for. It's like when you go on a date. You know, same thing. You don't wear the thing that you you know wear. You know, to work. You know, you just we we have a thing that we do because we're we're uh, in a particular environment and a performer even more so, um, a storyteller. You're getting on a stage and people are often paying to see uh, something that is hopefully art and inspiring but also it's entertainment it's going to be a performance um so i don't know i i I think about that a lot of stuff or i think about that stuff a lot and i find it interesting uh especially when people are like oh man like you know you look like you're on a farm and it's like you know who else (laughs) they said that to was bob dylan like they like Mm. because you mentioned the folk revival in the 60s that was called the folk revival what they were doing in greenwich village was the folk revival like they were reviving something that wasn't authentic to them in new york right none of them were 
farmers and cowboys like like British people reviving lived, folk again in 2009. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all it's all a folk revival, you know? Like nobody in New York at that time, you know, for the most part were what they were singing, you know, per se, you know, they um they were singing about maybe someone else's experience, maybe it was their experiences. Um but they lived in a big old city, you know. They were, mm-hmm. you know, living in apartments and stuff. Um and uh I yeah, I don't think I think authenticity um should have some role uh but uh i think i think we i think we overplay it a little bit i think we're you know sometimes when we're like give me the most authentic thing you get yourself in like some dangerous territory where yeah it's it's kind of a weird judgment to put on authenticity that it has to be something you were born into it, yeah like whereas you know, you can later in life realize you love something and then choose that. That might be, in some ways, a better choice than somebody who just happened to be born into, like, this was their only thing, was I just heard these three artists and so that's what I did. Yeah. Can we get another live song and then we have to, like, wrap things up? Okay. But yeah. We, I think we want to hear, hear another live song. We want yeah. the people to hear you play again. Well, I think your uh, guitar's over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> right next to you. Someone's had a few nut brown ales. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, well, assuming I can make my way all the way through it. Um, uh, you can. We believe in you. Uh, this is an ant. Can I give an anti advertisement? Uh, sure. Yeah. If, if you are a musician out there or you know any musicians out there, uh, uh, steer clear of one RPM. Uh, this has been a miserable experience trying to release this song <laughs> on one RPM. Uh, wow! <laughs> it was supposed to release. Uh, oh, I think three weeks ago now. One RPM. Yeah, it's uh, so Nashville's independent radio station, Lightning One Hundred. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, talks a lot about one RPM. They have a lot of advertisements on there. Um, I love Lightning 100. I think they do a great job. Every experience I've had with them has been great. Um, but uh, their sponsor, 1RPM, man, it's been a hassle and a half. Really? Yeah. Uh, so this song was supposed to um, come out a while ago. Hopefully it'll come out soon uh, if they'll ever email me back. Um, <laughs> the record will probably go through CD Baby for anybody who cares. <laughs> <laughs> or DistroKid. We'll see. We'll see. Um, this song called uh, uh, Her Old Shirt. Uh, so this song, um, uh, girl uh, was was cutting my hair back when I had hair. That's where I wear the hat, by the way, because uh, uh, it's all trying to go away. Um, but uh, no, she was cutting my hair, and she started to tell me uh, effectively her life story. And she told me this one bit that I found really interesting. She told me about a... Uh, uh, she'd been dating a guy for about two years and um, and then at the end of that two years he was a musician and he, he went on tour and at that moment he stopped talking to her completely um, uh-huh. and he goes on his tour she hasn't heard from him he comes back from tour back to Nashville right in the town where she you know is living still not talking to her instead she finds out through the grapevine that this guy started dating another girl. We'll call her girl number two. Um, <laughs> within a couple of months of dating girl number two, he is engaged to her. And then shortly thereafter, <laughs> they're at the courthouse signing their marriage license. And uh, in the photograph that popped up on Facebook, 
of them signing their marriage license, girl number two is wearing a very beloved family heirloom t-shirt that belonged to girl number one. <laughs> family heirloom t-shirt. Yeah, it is a Flor- classy wedding. It is a it's Chargers jersey. It is right? a Florida State. It is a vintage Florida State t-shirt style jersey. Mm. It's got oh. like the stripes on the arms. Um, and for some uh, reason, I thought it was Chargers. I remember you. Told I may the have story. said Chargers. I think I forgot what exactly it was when I played it the other night. Oh, uh, gotcha. I was but, like Chargers. I'm from San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from San Diego. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, it, it's a Florida State jersey, uh, so it's truly nothing special, but and definitely not wedding garb. Yeah. But this girl cutting my hair very kind of like bitterly while she's telling me the story, she's just saying like, I don't care, like they can be in love, whatever. But that T-shirt, I want it back. It's mine. <laughs> and I, she wrapped up my haircut, and I go to my car, and I open up my phone in the notes section, and I wrote down every single thing I could remember her saying. <laughs> and uh, and then I, I went home and I wrote this song. Um, and then like a year later, someone had asked me if they could do like a live video of me playing this song. And it turned out okay. And so I had like, because it was decent, I had enough like courage to send her the song. And I was just like, ah, man, like, Hey, I wrote this song about a story you told me about a year ago. I hope you don't hate it. Like, but I just felt like I needed to send it to you. And um, she listened to it and she just said, that's perfect. Like, you nailed it. So uh, this is a song sung from her perspective. Uh, She seems to like it. Hope you will too. Time we away, busy. 
that t-shirt is mine Your friends, they were my friends And now there's a line in the sand Do you even care That you split my life in two Can you even understand That when you ran off You took more than you know Like a bandit in the night There were things mine you stole that I'm afraid I may never see again Cause you found someone else to fill that bed I want it back Not your love It wasn't all that good She can have all she wants I want it back Not my time We'll wait past that That t-shirt is mine So we gotta start <clears throat> wrapping it up here so we can get out. But Liz, can you do me a favor and post the links, all the links I sent you earlier, into the chat so people know where they can find Joel, Joel Adam, Adam Russell. Russell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm right, right here, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we found him. <laughs> hey, don't need to, don't need to post anything at all. We already did it. <laughs> uh, you're really starting to sound sick. Me, I know. I've been getting a cold starting uh, yesterday all day. It's progressing I'm just little, in the time since we're here. I'm a less chipper than I normally am on the show. Oh, He's man. usually just a ball of positivity. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm a little more excitable ball of negativity. Uh, <laughs> we, we had enough of that from Bat Poet or Poet, <laughs> poet <laughs> Batman. Bat Poet. So you're releasing a new CD coming out soon. Yep. To the whole internet. Yeah. Remind us what do you have a date on that or it's a it's month? Middle or? October or uh yeah, I think it's the second Friday in October. So not this Friday, but next Friday. Awesome. Is that self released? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. No. So you're um 
living in Nashville, playing all around everywhere, I, releasing yeah, your own music, playing some shows. Yeah, I'm doing the Nashville thing, man. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a uphill battle, but you do it because you uh, you got to. I think that's that's the only way to put it. So yeah, yeah, man, having a good time with it, writing my songs, sharing my stories, and uh, hopefully there's a couple, you know poet batmans out there that like like what i got to offer you know <laughs> maybe and, maybe hate the hat love the song you know? <laughs> that could be your fan club name yeah when's your next uh, uh when's your next show uh I, i'm trying to put something together at the bowery vault here in the next month or so so nothing's on the books just yet okay but uh hopefully something pretty soon very cool yep. and are you gonna be here for alex wren's cd release party uh absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> I'm just now learning about yeah, it. Yeah, he's gonna rope it Definitely. I don't know if he wants it announced or not, but he's Alexander Ren's doing his CD release party here. Only like one of our viewers later this month. So yeah, I think only it's, okay. I think it's fair to come. announce it. All right. Liz, yeah. if you want to drive up anyway, here for the he show, needs, I don't know if he's having openers or not, but you might want to reach out to him. There's the inside sure. scoop. Great, the inside. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. But anyway, yeah. um, awesome man. So. Um, we like to usually go out on a, one of your songs on Spotify. All right. Great. Um, uh, do you have a preference well, you on played, the song? You played Burned already, so we'll play something off the old EP since it's uh, it's what's available. Is Burned um, going to be on your new one? or is Yeah, that Burned one? is on the new one. Okay, uh, awesome. So from uh, the uh, – let's see. Uh, let's do See You Around. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Thanks, as always, for coming to hang out in this episode of Music Row Hideout with Joel Adam Russell. I always want to say Adams. I don't know why. It just flows. You, you, know, should, you should get that change. I'll talk to my parents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joe Adam Russell. Uh, you can find him on all the links that Liz just posted in the chat. And uh, until ne- now, our next episode is we don't know because Ryan's on in the road f- and we're still trying to figure it out and reschedule everybody. In the future. It might be. But we be. got Bob Brown, a blues player, coming in a couple weeks. We got Emma White. Uh, Emma Watson. Uh, yeah, 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 we got Emma, Emma Watson. Watson. Jack Black is coming in. Uh, I think if we're going to, the next one is going to need to be on Tuesday the 9th. Tuesday the 9th. Or Monday the 8th. So or next Monday week. Monday the 8th. Okay. Uh, up to you. I'll try to reschedule. And your work schedule. Emma for that yeah. maybe let's so, well, I'll figure that out later next week we'll have we'll, <laughs> we'll have try to reschedule all the people we'll we planned on Friday and then Ryan got a gig uh, but anyways guys thanks for coming to hang out this is going to be you said see you around see you around see okay I want to make sure I'm looking the right one this is see you around by Joe Adam Russell check him out on all the things give him the follows the likes please the subscribes and, and, and the downloads check out Minority yeah check out Minority yeah. Youngest on band. YouTube yeah. we posted the link I think we're still making some money from that. <laughs> Those hot, hot YouTube view money. Yeah. Get them out there. Anyways, guys, thanks for coming to hang out, and we will see y'all next time. Okay, we're back. Holy we're back. Hold shit. on. We almost forgot the most important part of the show. Oh my god, what are we even doing with our lives? Uh, I'll have you know I reminded them. <laughs> you don't even know no, what we're it back. is. By the transitive here. property. No, really. Alright, y'all are still here. Good. No one's <laughs> left yet. Sure you did it. Holy oh. crap. Whoa.
Whoa. Whoa. Why didn't Liz get on right? that? Right? Liz, Floppy, what are you oh, even doing? Oh, Floppy did. He said, wait, the Wait, question. the question. Okay, and we're back. Liz said, we're oh, back. Woo, almost missed the chance. We're back here with Joel Adam Russell. Wow. <laughs> hey, guys, what's going on? We're going to be right <laughs> So, <laughs> today our guest to my double left is Joel Adam Russell. No, we got to start the whole show over. <laughs> um, <coughs> so, here's the deal. There's one question that we ask every guest. We almost forgot. <laughs> yeah. We've only forgotten one other time, and it was the very first episode. So we had him back. And asked him. <laughs> no. So what you're saying is I should have made it so that you forgot so that <laughs> I could come back. back. Yeah, now you're never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Depending on the merit of your answer to this question. Oh. It, does, it makes a big difference. Because <laughs> yeah. Now, this is a question. The important thing is it doesn't come from your head. Okay. It comes from deep inside all right okay now, i don't want any delays and Got we it. know that there are people of all sorts of persuasions and beliefs in the world any um, answer is fine so it could be your like it could be pressure. your heart it could be your soul it could be your mind it could be your spirit something Not a your little brain. further south you can't maybe, think yeah. Yeah. maybe <laughs> it could be your balls <laughs> but here's it the could deal be your aura it cannot be your brain no. okay this isn't a thing this is it's, it's got to be instinctual it's right. a knowing. everyone's got an answer it's a knowing we just got to know yours. Now, here's the thing: if you if you had to pick, okay. and you do, and you do, but here's the thing: because it's really important, I just, I just need you to understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything that you give us will be fine. <coughs> we will accept all answers. Okay? Every answer is fine. No pressure, except no answer. Except no, which we got one or, time. That was some bullshit. They don't think uh, about it. Or that was some de- bullshit. Or like a delay. Yeah, no delay. In your response instant. A lot of parameters here. Okay. Or a wrong answer, but, uh, but everything's <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. If you had to choose. And you do. Okay. <laughs> We're like twiddle dumb right now. <laughs> what would you say is your favorite kind of turtle? Uh, my favorite turtle was the turtle I grew up with. We had a turtle that we found in the yard, and he would hang out in our bathtub, and we'd feed him lettuce and apples. That's my favorite. A box turtle, maybe, is what he was. I personally feel like that's a live story. No, dead serious. It's a real story. We called him Tommy because of the Power Rangers. That was our favorite Power Ranger. You knew that if you're a Power Ranger, not a Ninja Turtle? That's a weird choice. Story's so, yeah, I don't I know. The story's falling apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the, the Ninja Turtles. My brother did, but I, I, liked, the, I liked the Power Rangers. Rangers. That, was my, that was my jam. That so is a win. Tommy. Okay. Yeah, I like. We'll, we'll I accept that. Yeah, I like that answer because of originality. Originality. We've never gotten a what specific turtles, name. My second. I'll tell you. My, can I tell you my second Absolutely. favorite turtle? My second favorite turtle. I just met. Um, and had I been using my brain, I probably would have answered with this. Uh, but, but we know it's deep in your soul now. Yeah. Um, I <laughs> met the most dinosaur-looking turtle I've ever seen in my life. He was no kidding. No kidding. This big. I played a house show in Austin and a guy owned this mm. turtle and it was in his backyard and it had big like spiky ridges on its back and uh like a like a, like a Pokemon. Yeah, it was like a zoo turtle for sure. Like like Now to be fair, it's probably a tortoise. Legally speaking, he should not have owned this tortoise. <laughs> uh I think. But um he had it and I was and that's the most badass turtle I've ever seen in person for sure. Okay. Yeah. But that's a brain answer. What are the other good answers? And your heart says yeah, we've got all sorts of turtles. <laughs> we've got. I le- what I like about yours is, is it wasn't you didn't jump to 
a literal type of turtle, you jump to the turtle I had that we found in our backyard or whatever. Like you had a little. Story. And we okay. released him in Louisiana. We did. We we took him out there and put him by the creek. You think he's dead now? Definitely, absolutely, <laughs> he's dead. Put him in a dangerous ass creek. I don't feel like turtles are that smart. I mean, they're actually really smart. Are they really they're sm- smart? They're supposed to be smarter than dogs. I mean, they're more trainable. I've than never dogs. seen. I've never seen dog soup. You know, because <laughs> we haven't been to certain. There's certain a, countries. Seen a lot of turtle soup. You guys have been very racist. This has been a great experience. <laughs> Welcome to the racism podcast. Yo, I didn't name my band Minority. <laughs> my white band Minority. Why did Shrek? But all right, guys. For the second time. Thanks, guys. Come hang out. Follow all the things. Do all the stuff. Do the things. Hey, join the Facebook group. We're posting shit on there all the time, and you need to be there. I am not, but perhaps you you're, are. You're not even in the Facebook group? Fuck you. I'm uh, in the group. I just haven't been posting I things. post all the shit on the Facebook group. I'd also group. like to point out that this song is called See You Around. See You Around. And we will. Thanks, guys. Come hang out. And we will see y'all next time. Maybe just as well Oh, I know at times Time for help But I've been thinking lately Maybe I should be gone by now You put rings on my fingers And a robe on my back Gave me all I ever more than that, but I am not royalty, though you act like I am.
I'll see you around.